ladies and gentlemen, we got Mr. Mikey Almodovar in the Nice. In the you building. said it right. That's impressive. I'm kind of surprised I said it right, too. <laughs> after uh, after Dan tried to correct me, I was like, yeah, I've really fucked that up somehow. Yo, quick story. I was at uh, I was at a contest in Milwaukee, the Uncovered contest. Mm. Yeah. At, uh, was it Four Seasons, I think? And Steve Crandall was announcing, and he couldn't say my last name. No. So he's calling me Mikey Al Motorhead. Al Motorhead. Oh, God. And I got a clip of it, and I'm like, I was like, yo, you have no idea how stoked I am. <laughs> so, so weird, but I don't know. I always, always thought that was funny. Damn. So, shit, man. Should we, should we start? Go back to where it all began. Like, how long have you been riding? Yeah, we can start there. Um, I've been riding since I was in third grade, and that was like 2003. So, like, as soon as the, the training wheels were off, you were jumping shit. Yeah, so originally how I got into BMXing was a um, pretty crazy story. I developed a hip disease, and my femur was growing, um, like, imperfect. Really? And, my, like, the top of my femur, where my hip is, grew into, like, basically the shape of my fist, like, very square and fucked up. So when I was walking, it was, like, scraping against my hip and causing, like, a crazy amount of pain. So I had surgery where they, they pulled they pulled my femur away from my hip a little bit and stretched out some muscle and gave it some room to heal. And, uh, like, everything went well. I was only, like, fucked up for, like, a year. Like, I couldn't play, like, any school sports. And I was, like, in a wheelchair. I had crutches and stuff, like, very, very briefly. But, um, the like, after everything was all done, I was doing physical therapy. And one of, like, the best things you could do was ride your bike because you're constantly moving your legs up right. and down to exercise so, so me and my good. mom my mom would go for a walk and I'd ride my bike next to her and after a couple months I was like I felt totally fine I started jumping off like the, the corners of driveways and shit and then I was like yeah this shit is sick and it just like <laughs> took off from there wow so yeah. the actual motion of pedaling a bike is actually kind of good for your hips yeah yeah I, I mean it, the whole like physical therapy, like the whole point of the physical therapy was to move around, mm-hmm. you know, my, my femur and my hip right, right there. That makes sense. So that's like the perfect exercise because if you're sitting down pedaling or even just standing pedaling, your your hip is constantly going like this. Right. So that was like, yeah, that was wow. it. Man, all right. So I thought, okay, I was gonna, I thought I was gonna go into something about your height, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> Nah, my, my one leg is uh, longer than the other, though, but okay. it's, like, not really a big deal. That's good. I think I just got a fucking gangster walk now, <laughs> but that's cool. I could rock that. Yeah. So, who were, who were the first people you met? Was, like, the LFS crew, like, the first kind of people you got into, like, when you saw BMX as, like, more than just what you're doing in your driveway? There, were, there was a pretty big trail scene in Woodbridge where I'm from, Woodbridge, New Jersey. Woodbridge, okay. Uh, yeah, there was there were these, like, legendary trails literally, like, three blocks from my house. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, sparked a really wild BMX scene. So, like, I, I always grew up, like, looking up to the guys, like, at the trails. I didn't, like, know them personally, but, like, I was just like, damn, those, those guys are, like, fucking, you know, superstars, bro. They're just, like, there was a lot of jumps there. Like, 
Rob Delecki used to go there a lot. I think there's some clips of him in uh, Don't Quit Your Day Job 2, where he's riding there, and, like, one of the props mega tours, the S&M team went there, and, like, Matt Berenger tried to, like, front flip one of the jumps and got, like, fucked up. Oh, man. That might have been the yeah. second mega tour, because that's when they came through Harrisburg, which... Yeah, probably. Maybe. I, I remember it was a long time ago. Yeah. So what year did you start riding? I, I guess you said, like, in the... Would you say you started riding in the 80s then, if you were three years old? Uh, no, I mean, let's see. Uh, so 2003 is, like, after I was, like, fully healed from my hip thing. And then that's when I met, like, the neighborhood kids, and we would, like, bring 1080 ramps to, like, the local park and just, like, jump gaps and shit. Yeah. But that was that kind of died out fast, and I started hanging around, like, going by the trails and at the same time a skateboard was being built um, right behind the trail so I met a bunch of friends my friend Matt Nilsson was like someone we like I grew up with riding a lot and his brother Gary mm. was like a freaking all-star bro he was so good I don't know if you've heard of him Gary Nilsson sounds familiar yeah he uh he's, he was a ramp guy super tech he rode for Nation you remember that shop Nation they had like a pretty stacked team yeah I do yeah, it was like Garrett Reynolds, Jake Seeley, Steve-O, Spam, wow. and Gary, and like a few other local guys. Damn. So like, I had I had a lot to look up to when I was younger, definitely. And you know, between that and like the trail skate park scene, it was like surrounded by it the whole time. Jeez. Yeah, it was sick, dude. This this area was awesome. Has it kind of died down since then? Yeah. I mean, hasn't it, like, kind of died down, like, everywhere a little bit, right? Like, you know, mid-2000s, you go to a skate park, and it was, like, packed. And now it's, like, not not as much. Right, yeah. I haven't been to too many skate parks lately, but... Indoor skate yeah. parks, that is, but... Yeah. I remember, yeah, it just being dumb smacked with people, and there was just, like... You would have to wait for, like, really uh, terrible days to go. I remember going to Penn Skate on Mother's Day because I knew it was going to be empty. It's terrible. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, terrible thing to do to your mom, but you were like, oh, the skate park's going to be dead. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's wild, because <laughs> I go there, like, I go there in the winter sometimes during the week, and there's, like, nobody there. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe, like, five BMX riders, a couple of skaters. It's a fine line, too, because, like, it's like, you want it empty, but you also don't want the park to go out of business. It's like... Yeah. But, damn. So when did you uh, start getting into bike videos? So I filmed my first video that came out in 2008. It's called NJUG2. There was the first video was a, a fucking a sequel, just pretty <laughs> weird. Yeah, there was like, I, and I don't know much about it, but there was like a group of local guys that made a video called NJUG, New Jersey Underground, and. Um, I got a camera for my birthday, like a really shitty Panasonic like DV camera. Yeah. And like a really bootleg fisheye. And me and my friends would just film like everything. It was all pretty much all street. Damn. And uh, this kid Joe Joe Bosak, he knew of like this video that came out back in the day. He's like, yo, let's call it NJUG2. <laughs> and we did it. It was filmed like probably from like November to April, like all throughout the winter. And like only at night for the most part. Damn. It's like really, really fucking looking back on it, I don't know why we did it. 
nighttime right. winter clips those are, those are like the hardest clips you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> like you got you got to really like riding to do that or you got to be really dedicated to like mm-hmm. you know getting a clip but this was just us riding around like laughing having so much fun like doing stupid shit right so that was like that was 2008 and i think like insight and standpoint left right it came out at that time and i was like i just wanted to make a video right shout out to navaz man he's very inspiring yeah still yeah i can still watch those videos like over and over again you know he releases like random videos of just like scenery and shit i'm like even that's tight like bro he's, just, he's got he's just got it like that yeah God, he's got the high <laughs> the yeah. super age shit is awesome too man mm-hmm. like everything film photos all of it damn so what happened what, what was the next video after that after that we we started a crew it was called wall street sb ah. it was strictly business <laughs> yeah it's pretty looking back on now it's kind of funny but yeah it was me that kid gary nelson i was telling you about uh, Nixie Bassey, he still rides. Um, this kid Billy Kovovich that was a local over here, mm-hmm. and who else? Oh, uh, Mike Kleisler. Mike, yeah, he was on the he was in the first and second video. Yeah, and I don't know why, but somehow I was confusing you guys for a little bit. We're like the same. We're like the same height. Like really, ride kind of similar. Yeah, <laughs> so wow. I can see that. Okay. I mean, he's way better than me, but still. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Humble. He's sick. But uh, yeah, so we had we had that crew, and we Gary Nelson bought a VX twenty one hundred awesome skater, mm-hmm. and we just were like pumping out web videos like all the fucking time. It was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, just like two thousand eleven too. We we're just pumping them out, dude. That was when like web videos were like. You could post some bullshit and get like five thousand views, ten thousand views. So every right. like two weeks, we're just dropping videos. It was like the BMX Internet Dark Ages. So like, I remember, man. If I remember, I used to go on the come up and purposely watch shit that wasn't recognizable because I was like, that might mean that that's a skill level similar to me instead of like a pro level. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you like wanted to watch everything, but it was like the only way you could watch stuff, really. And it was so few and far between back then too. Yeah, and like with the like with those sites too, like if someone's stuff got posted on there, like they were legit, like they were good. Yeah. So you knew to see some like, you know, unrecognized uh, talent up until then, you know. Yeah, you like, get a, you get a pass, and you're like, yeah. oh shit. I remember like seeing JJ's, JJ's one video he did, where like in the intro he's like. He falls and they like bring the fisheye right to his face and he's like, "Hey, I'm JJ." Maybe it's a props thing. I don't know, but I don't, always thought that was pretty cool. This props buy was fucking awesome. It's kind of crazy. Like he's been around this long, he still kills it. But like, like all these older parts still stand up. It's kind of crazy because not everything stands up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like yeah, that prop that props file stood like the test of time dude honestly like the music was good he just like crushes philly yeah the banger is like insane still he does the is it the pegs to pegs to bar on the kensington rail yeah oh yeah that reminds me of a chocolate truck too i don't know how much i can say without spoiling anything did you see that yet 
yeah <laughs> great great watch shout out to those guys dude i lost it when i when i saw that clip you're talking about yeah i was stoked bro fucking spike the cat off the couch and like lean real far forward like like what the premiere was hype dude you got to go me, cool yeah me steve jones dan was there there's was, there was a bunch of people it was hype dude people were like freaking out awesome yeah it was awesome BMX needs that kind of shit, bringing people together. Yeah, there's a lot of it happening right now. Like, yeah. Like, we did our video. Uh, Staten Island Kids did Swank Three, Chalka Truck Two. Us and them just dropped the video. Mm-hmm. Just bought like, that all, today. It's sick. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's almost like oh, and then you have the the Battle of the Brands, the E Fice, the Waffle Cup. There was X Bro, Games. Waffle Cup was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was so awesome to see people who were, like, from different scenes that you never, like, you know, these people always stay in their own kind of little pocket. So it's, like, really awesome to see all these styles kind of go at it. And you could tell yeah. they were feeding off each other, too, you know? Like, if you watched, um, I'm sure you saw the highlights and, like, the best trick stuff. Like, there was, like, ramp riders, street riders, like, using all different parts of the course, like. Yeah. I haven't seen something like that in a while. Yeah, it's like other than uh, Swamp Fest, what else is there that's like that? Where you're kind of really have pulling been, people have out. Have you been to a Swamp Fest yet? No. Flights are expensive, you know, or to me they're expensive, you know. Dude, it's it's gnarly. It's as gnarly as it looks. <laughs> it kind of seems that way, yeah. It's a commitment. Like, you got to commit to just being like a piece of garbage. At <laughs> least <laughs> like a, at least one night. It's like going to like Woodstock or something, you know. Yeah. You can be part of the mud people. Yeah. Damn. So then, uh, you know, you were making videos, you were pumping them out, and your skill level was coming up. Did you feel any certain way about um, which foot forward you were? Like, like was there any Not kind of like um, constitu? I don't want to say like. Did you ever feel any certain way? Like, anybody, like, ever make you feel kind of weird that you, like... I don't want to call it fuck-footed, because I feel like that's kind of disrespectful. I don't want to say goofy-footed either, but, like, different footed. Nah, whatever. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy I'm goofy. I call it goofy, but goofy. whatever. You, people can call it whatever. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, But I nah, like I said, me and my friend Matt, when we are growing up together, we both rode the same way. Mm. Left foot forward, right pegs, and... I don't know, left foot forward was just natural to me, and grinding right just felt natural, spinning left felt natural. I didn't really think too much of it. It was just like, oh, we're going to go feeble a ledge. Right. I was just like, all right. Didn't even think, like, oh, I should do it on my left. It was just like, I'm doing it this way. It feels right. And uh, are you left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. I've always been curious if that has anything to do with the other stuff. But Yeah, even if, like, someone's a lefty, like, biking... They're, like they're still probably right-handed for the most part. Right. Just weird. Yeah, I'm left-handed. I ride right-side pegs. And, or oh, that's traditional. That's wild. So then, when yeah, we, I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason to it, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I remember I was a uh, when I first learned how to ride. There was like a ledge you could just roll onto. If you just put your front wheel up, you'll eventually get into a grind. So you'd find like that sweet mm -hmm. spot where you can just get away with it. And we would just haul dick around like down the block and just 
like roll on feeble okay. this whole long ass ledge so, like we thought we were cool but really we couldn't even hop on ledges yet and i remember i was left before doing this shit and somebody like you, you need to switch your feet someone told me that and i was I remember being like pissed and they're like you're gonna thank me later i'm like like I don't know if I like why I listened or why I did it, but somebody yeah, somebody really? corrected me. Yeah. Wow, someone called you out. That's wild. Yeah, and like I, when I see like little kids at the skate park, like, I don't give a shit how they're riding. You know. It like, was somebody who I like. It was like the dude that lived across the street from me at the time. He was cool, cool ass dude, and like I didn't even know he knew that much about BMX. Like we were just like, let's go grind stuff. Like it didn't even didn't even enter my head, but. Fuck yeah, it, man. whatever, as long as you're fucking out there, right? Yeah, and I think we've learned now that, um, you know, goofy-footed people end up having a lot of uh, features to their riding because of that, you know? Yeah, it opens up, like, different doors and limitations that kind of push you to a different way. Definitely, and and, and LFS3 is not short of any of that, that's, that's for sure. There's a lot going on in there. Um, so I wanted to get to uh, LFS1. Is there more videos between that and LFS1 where you're pumping out water? Uh, so I think a pretty important one to me is my my first video part. It was a web part yeah. for Wall Street SB. And I, I was filming for it for like six months. And when it dropped, it was like on every site. It was on like the come up ride. I think vital and it got like 10,000 views it was like it was doing really well and I got hit up like a couple of days later to ride for We The People and that was like fucking it was awesome really? I was really hyped no way can I find yeah. this video still? yeah it's on Vimeo if you look up like if you look up my name and then Wall Street SB it should come up And that was like my first like actual part, like only like only street shit. Um, you know, trying to be as like diverse as possible and going out filming with the VX. Like that was like the first first legit like part. That's crazy. I'm trying to find it right now. And there's some spooky shit happening with Vital, that's for sure. Let's see. Let's see if I can Is it a minute fourteen long? Nah, it should be more than that. Okay. I can pull up what... You can see... I can show you what I'm looking at. Oh, uh, that's a little skate park video. It's on that YouTube... Uh, that Vimeo channel, though. Oh, perfect. Vimeo nuked everything I had on there. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That was it. Let's see if I can email it to you real quick. See, um, let's see, scroll up, but yeah, as you can see, we're just like web edits all the fucking time, dude. That dude Gary is sick. You should actually watch one of his things real quick. Can we pull up Gary. Yeah, watch this. Yeah, watch that one. Twelve years ago. Damn, someone's aired behind him. High as fuck. Here's a big like uh like fruit pipe like spawn guy like foof ice foot jam kind of shit. Yeah. 
And yeah, he bought he he bought the first VX for the crew. And I just dumped him like all the fucking time. He's the one that bought the first VX, you said? Yeah. In the crew? Yeah. Damn dude, he's like the local pro, holy shit. I know. As this was like the shit I was able to like look up to, like as I was young, God you know? Damn. Like, especially I've been riding for like 20 years now, and I am never going to be this good. I've come to the conclusion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I switched three or five foot spine? Like, hell no, bro. Was he sponsored by anybody? Nah, he rode for GT for like a little bit, but it was like as he was kind of like, you know, not taking riding as seriously. Damn. And it just died out. I'm so surprised. Yeah, because to have all those tricks takes so much work. Yeah, dude. I'm like, learning that as I watch all my tricks slip away from me, which isn't yeah, that like, many. Watch, watch this this uh, GFFT one. GFT. Okay, yeah. This is like, this is his best show. This was for a Gatorade contest, and he ended up winning, and they sent him to Salt Lake City for a tour. Really? And they, Yeah, they flew him out and like, from the stay. Oh, maybe I remember we heard about the contest. We we're just like, all right, like we're. He had all these fucked up ideas, and we just went out and just did it. It really bricks for some reason, huh? No shit. Not sure what that's about. Like I think his, his ender in this is a truck driver to foot jam with. What if I change the video quality to like cell phone? Flip phone quality that might work. And the rules were like, no music, just riding. Oh. Draw clips, yeah. Shit. Okay. Damn. Wow. I might have seen yeah, him at uh that park before um tom's river yeah yeah it was like an hour from us i think it was like two for us like but we would just huck it just somewhere else to go wow what part of pennsylvania where you guys from central pa south central pa oh shit like uh so we were like right there at baltimore right there at philly right there at dc Oh, that's sick. Three, uh, yeah. Pittsburgh was three hours away. Now I live in Albany, and I'm like, all right, got to adjust. You go to that park, it's like, uh, what was it, like tennis courts or something that got, got converted to a DIY? Mm -hmm. That place looks awesome. It's fun. I think I think some people make it look way more fun than it is, or maybe I'm just boring, but I don't know. I get kind of sick like, of it. It's just like ledges and rails and banks, right? Yeah, yeah. Somebody like you would probably have a ball there. I'm like, I got two tricks and they ain't working on this. I, the yeah, rail, yeah, I hear that. especially when you're trying to cruise. You know, I, I like to have some ramps if I just want to. It's like cruise, but yeah, like the hips are fun. It, yeah. The, yeah. Damn. All right, so that's yeah. That, this that's is his it. shit. He uh. He was like a big part of like me riding growing up, but yeah, if you stroll up, I see one small Friday. So you had this nickname way back in the day, huh? Yeah, when I when I first started riding with my Matt, uh, my, Matt my friend Matt and this kid CJ, 
this kid CJ was just like, yo, you're tiny. I'm going to call you small fry. And I was like, ha, whatever, bro. And he told everybody, and then it just stuck. Like, people loved it. I don't know. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you want it to go away? All right. My friends call me Smalls now. Oh, yeah. Still. Like, they call me, like, yo, Smalls, what up? Right. Kind of thing. So. Um, let's see. Scroll up. Scroll up. That's that skate park one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Going. I remember Shields. Dude. Legendary park. Very, uh, treacherous with the, with the tires. You gotta be careful. Dude, the ground was so slippery. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it on the right, right there. This one right here? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Here we go. Ooh, some 50 Cent. Yeah. Yep, had to do it. Oh, man. Yeah, this was just like... Like me, Nick Sebasti, Mike K. We just like... Wow. You know... Just paddled around, went to random towns, went to the city a bunch, and you know, that was like my like our first part. Everyone everyone dropped at it around this time. Mm. And I tried to make sure I had like a little bit of everything. So you had this this crank arm tooth hanger thing from the jump. Were you one of the first people to ever do that? I'm screaming in the mic again. Getting all excited. No, I, I sound alright. Um, Ice one, alright. So I, I did some research on this, and <laughs> Max, Max Geertig, uh, he did one like, shit, who knows, forever ago. It was like the ender of one of his We the People parts. He does some crazy line and then does hang or crank down a rail. Um, but besides that, I don't know. Right. I didn't. See, I didn't see anyone else do it to 180. So, so. So you might have been the first person to do that, possibly. Like you, as far as you knew at the time, you were the first person to do it. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. That's a pretty bold statement, right? So. Yeah. I'm just gonna say I think so, but <laughs> I can't believe you're wrong. But I learned. I learned the hanger crank on accident. I kept clipping my crank arm on hangers when I was trying to hanger like a flat rail. Yeah. And then I had this idea, like, yo, it would be sick, kind of like a butcher grind, but to be hanger crank and, like, a levitator. Right. So I went to the skate park, and I was trying it, and it was working like that, but it was, like, real sketch. Like, my back end was swinging out a bunch. So eventually I just dropped my back end and just landed in a pedal crook. Damn. And it worked. Oh, shit. Damn. I don't know if I've ever seen that done. I guess maybe it's been done since, but that looked pretty unique too. Yeah, I got I got fucked up on that a couple times. I go into go into the crank, just hit bottom bracket, and just get sent over. Oh man. Yeah. Jeez. That was yeah, really good. Era. Thanks. This era was fun. <laughs> Riding. Oh, Woodward at it. Should we check this out real quick? Yeah. So, so this was your. So you dropped this just cause, and then, we the people reached out to you. Yeah, well, so, we the people was like like umbrellaed under a bigger company. I think it was called We Made Things. Right, I've heard of that. And uh, and Jared Washington was writing for Almond, Almond Footwear, mm -hmm. 
and we make things reach out and was like, hey, we're looking for a couple people for We The People Am, and my edit had dropped, like, perfect timing, and he was like, yo, I saw this kid, whatever, from New Jersey, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even, like, close to Jared or anything, but we're from the same area, and he put in the good word, and yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty sick. So who else got added at that time, do you know? Um, this kid Brian from New York City. I think his last name was like Moncrief or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Brandon Beacon got added like, I think around the same time. Wow. And a couple other, there's a couple other people on there already. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. And I, I know I threw it in the show notes. We can talk about it later if you want. Are you still on We The People? Nah, it, it died out after a couple of years, but it was it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. There was a lot of, like, TMs kept moving in and out, different management, different, like, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And communication kind of got lost over time, so. Right. Yeah, I kind of ended, but I, I got, like, four free bikes. I got... I, I went to Seattle, Portland. They did a trip to the city. Like it was, they treated me well. It was awesome. So cool. not salty about it. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, they, they sent me to on a trip Seattle, Portland. I was with Mike Brennan, Chester Blacksmith, Andrew Jackson, um, and like a, cu- a couple other dudes. But like, bro, I was with Chester Blacksmith and Mike Brennan. And I was like. I was like 17, like, dude, what the fuck? Hell yeah, that's got to put so much wind in your sails, you know? Dude, it was, yeah. I was like, this is awesome. Chester's a gnarly dude, bro. <laughs> I mean, him, him and Mike Brandon, they were just like sending really crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, big time. Like exactly how you would imagine. And they're both tall as fuck, so. <laughs> oh, I was really? definitely getting, bull- not bullied, but they was fucking with me a lot. <laughs> It's funny. Damn. That is funny. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. Should we uh, step into the LFS1 part? Uh, yeah. We can get into that. Man. Almonds, man. Miss those things. Well, would you say almond footwear? Yeah. I never had a pair. Were they any good? I never had them either, but I was like stoked on like the design and the concept of it. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Pretty nice. Looks pretty good. But then, they, mm-hmm. you know, kind of came and went. Yeah. So is L is your first part on YouTube? I think if you look up just LFS one, there's like the whole video is up there on one one thing. I know I've seen the whole video. I just emailed it to you. You emailed it to me. There's like a LFS BMX YouTube page where there's like a, a bunch of shit too. Yeah, I got it. I think I got it here. Yeah, you got the first video on there. I just didn't switch over this thing. Here we go. How's that? 2013. Oh. oh. Yeah, this was, um, 
this was a Dan Deal creation, like LFS as a whole. Yeah. I, I, li- I listened to the podcast with him. He, he explained it pretty well. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like, how everything all happened. Um... Yeah. He was basically like a, like a recruiter. There's <laughs> a bunch of people that were, that, you know, he was really stoked on within the area, and he, you know, tried to just make a video with everyone, and that's LFS. Damn. Yeah. Like, and- um... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I wouldn't even know anything, even though we kind of grew up, like, I'd say three or four hours away from each other, I w- didn't even know about any of this shit until I moved to Rochester and Rafa told me all about you guys. Yeah. He's like, you got to yep. check this out. Yeah, Dan Dan and Dave Rafa uh, rode together a bunch. Yeah. We, had, we, did a, we did a trip, and we stayed at Dave's for... Like three days or something for LFS two, right? Rochester, oh. a lot of fun. So many flat rails. Yeah, that's it's a chubby rail heaven for sure. Yeah. You know? That was in Rochester actually, right there. Damn. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it was supposed to be a, like a split part video. It was supposed to be like him, Jeff with glasses, uh, me, Nick Sebasti. Um, Daroba and either Mike K or Vinny Crispino. And I think that was it. I mean, it was still like a loose idea, you know, like, so we just started filming for it, but then everyone was just stacking so quick because it was like, you know, the first video, like there's so much to do. You could, you know, be mm-hmm. local or drive not too far and film a bunch of stuff. Right. And, uh... Yeah, it happened fast. I think we finished this like within two years. Was that a nolly peg, nolly to tooth over? Uh, I think it was just tooth. Oh yeah, pegs tooth over. Wow, that's cool. Do you lost both shoes? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know how I had. Some like low tech Mike Akins, they were fucking tied tight too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that should happen. That was awesome. I've ridden that spot too. Thanks. That was a good one. Yeah. Like the best stock flat ledge. <laughs> yeah. Or monument. Like that spot like too. Naked. That's my that's my one high clip ever. Fun fact. Oh. The, really? the Manny the Manny Ice One Eighty. I don't smoke weed, but I would smoke with them once in a while and. I did that high. That's it. Never again. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is sick. Thank you, thank you. Hell yeah, man. That shit is tight. Now, if only I can figure so, yeah. out where I am on this OBS thing. There we go. So, yeah, that video... That video happened, and Dan didn't show up to the premiere, which he talked about. Yeah. Not stoked about that, but the video came out good. And we did have a premiere eventually, so. Right, right. So, when did, it sounded like you kind of like, uh, took a hold of the reins at a certain point. Was Is this, is during that premiere when that kind of became the thing, or was it like a little bit after? It was like a little bit after. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he didn't show up to the premiere, and he, he, he had his own stuff going on, right, which is fine. But, like, we wanted to do another video, we wanted... 
you know, someone someone to rely on, I guess, is like I guess as bad as that sounds, but it is it is the truth. Like, you know, someone that we can go to their house and watch the clips and you know stuff like that. He he has his stuff going on, but right, right. he he fucking pushed through it. He's fine now. Yeah. But at the time it was a little rough for, for him and for everybody. So I had experience editing the the Wall Street stuff. So and I was going to school for video editing, so I was like, yo, like I could just do it. Fuck it. Right. You right. The, the everything kind of aligned, you know, like what you're going to school with, what you're doing for fun. You're just kinda of like, Yeah, let's So so he's included in LFS too. It was just like we're gonna have Mikey take care of handling it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like nah, like Dan's gotta go. Like no. Right. It was just like all right, like I'll take over. Like it's okay. Kind of you know, I kind of want to anyway. I do video editing, mm-hmm. shit. So and yeah, and I guess he was like you know, he kind of had to let it happen. You know, like what else was he gonna do? Yeah, I forgot. I for, honestly forgot a lot about the transition, but it ended up working out. I had I was living in a in an apartment at my dad's house, and it was, like people could come over whenever, mm-hmm. and we could just watch clips. Like we'd we'd upload clips all together, like drink beer, just hang out. So I had like a good setup for it. It worked out for everybody. Right on. That's good because you know not everybody, not every crew can get get through something like that, or you know. Some shit self-destructs without even anything bad happening. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... But, um... Yeah, we, like, started filming for it right away. We were so stoked on the first one. We just hit the ground running. Right. And, yeah. Filmed for, like, three years, I think? For LFS2? Yeah. 2013, it came out 2016. Yeah, three years. Wow, it came out in 2016. To me, that almost yeah. doesn't feel that long ago, but realistically, it is kind of like it's weird. To me, like 2012 it seems like yesterday. Yeah. Right? Like that was fucking 10 years ago. That's wild. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I have uh, got the YouTube here pulled up. Oh man, Jeff with glasses. He fucking kills it too. I mean, the whole crew does. I was gonna, we're gonna go down the list on LFS3 here in a minute. I just wanted to. Mm-hmm keep going on LFS2 stuff here. I see that we have a, a small fry section, but we also have extras. Should I just do this, this section for now, I guess? Right? Oh, yeah, the extras, it was just, like, bonus footage that we didn't put in, like, a in the video, so... So they're, like, separate so, clips? Every, everyone had a lot of extras. We filmed so much, dude. We were so hungry. Like, we had... So anything we didn't use, everyone had, like, an, an extra minute, minute and a half of, like, decent stuff. So and we were thought, you? like, for, I guess you could say, like, marketing purposes, like, drop a fucking bonus section once a week for two months. <laughs> Damn. You guys are just after it. Were you guys filming uh, during the week at all, or was it, like, just weekends only? So we would do this thing, like, uh, we'd meet up at Sarahville Skate Park, that uh, concrete park. Yeah. Meet up there, like, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and just, like, go wherever from there mm-hmm. but no we do night sessions all the time right. like especially local local stuff like local stuff that wasn't like any hammers we would uh we would save for during the week so like everybody was kind of on like first shift shit like that yeah 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 and uh we got so much done at night 
even even LFS three, like I think specials part is like ninety percent after work, uh, during the week at night, in the winter. Like damn, it's cra- crazy how it happens, but. It's almost yeah. like the best time to do it because in the summertime there's so many other opportunities to do other shit. So it's like wintertime and not as many people are bugging you to go do this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. What I, what I find about filming in the winter is like you're only getting out of the car and grabbing your bike if you're going to do it. <laughs> if you're going to do it fast because it's fucking cold. Yeah. You Good. know? So like yeah. I feel like the, the purpose and the dedication is like even stronger you know mm-hmm. you're not gonna go out there and fuck around and you're going out there just to do it yeah that special is like the king of that really yeah just calling it out and doing it yeah but only nighttime in the winter though oh right <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like a night owl you know yeah alright got your second section up here and we're there's no more blinking, flashing. No, it's still it's- happening. Uh, I don't know how to turn that off. I really wish I did. Damn, it records like that. No, no, no. It doesn't. The, the white box doesn't record. Whatever's like, if it's lighting up your background, it might record like the flashing that way, mm. which might be a lot more subtle. All right, whatever. It's always something, man. I tell you what. A lot, a lot of moving pieces. For sure. It's kind of like insane. So I That... What the fuck? That works and... Oh, it still does the white box. God damn it. Alright. Yeah, so it'll just be like a subtle flashing in the background. It'll look like maybe you have a video playing. I don't think it'll be too gnarly. Okay. But, yeah... But at least the audio is all separated at the very least. Before it was, yeah. it was recording my voice and the YouTube, and I was really far away from the mic, talking real loud. Insane. Right. I don't know. I digress. Yeah. Learning curves. It's all right. Dude, for real, podcasting is video podcasting remotely like this is a lot harder than it looks. We did a, a podcast with. Uh, with Adam 22 where we did an LFS 2 premiere at yeah. a shop and Scott Marceau like was like man in like the whole operation and it was they had like a mixer in the center of the table with all the mics and he had like a separate camera that he was manning it was like it's a lot of moving pieces to this shit it's not just like record and go you yeah know? and I mean they're so want it to sound good yeah and they're using a little bit more proper equipment than me I'm just like I was going to make a video about it, like how to record a podcast as a BMXer because, you know, we always do things kind of like gritty and shitty, not quite perfect because there's plenty of yeah. YouTube videos out there that'll tell you how to spend a gajillion dollars and make shit sound good, but yep. if you can just do it cheap and easy. Yep. But that's awesome, though. Um, was it cool going there and checking that shit out? Yeah, they he hosted a premiere for us and it was like a pretty good turnout too i was very surprised because like we didn't know a lot of people from california but uh he was super nice um we did the premiere one night podcast another like i think someone was in town uh who's that kid from michigan tyler something for an angle yeah he was there and another kid and uh we like kicked it with them for a little bit after 
Um, it was cool. It was, it was a cool experience, definitely. Right on. Yeah. Sweet. What we got? What we got going on here? That's in Camden. Some kids fucking stoked we were riding, and they were like, "We're gonna jump these stairs, film us." <laughs> so I was like, "Hell yeah, do it." Was that somebody that was just chilling at the spot, or was that one of your crew dudes? Oh, that's special. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was actually scared. That's why he was slouching so bad. I'm like, yo, you could, like, sit up. He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I got this shit, bro. But... Did you do the, the graphics for for the intro? or? The uh, Jeff with glasses made them in Photoshop, and then I took the layers and just did, like, some glitching in After Effects. But he drew everything. Nice. Yeah, he shot the cover, too, in the back art. Teamwork. Yeah. That's Syracuse. Wow. Oh, no, you're in Albany. Yeah. Yeah, that's Syracuse. You look so young without facial hair. I know, dude. It's weird. <laughs> It was a long time ago, what can we say? I really like the backwards manual stuff with the cassette. I think that shit's sick. Yeah, I could never get to a free coaster, man. It just didn't feel like a bicycle to me. Hmm. Like, that noise is just, like, so key. Yeah, I, I have a, a Shadow Hub, and it's, like, one of the old loud ones. And I'm to the point now where I'm kind of over it, but I don't want to go to a coaster. I just want to get a quieter cassette. Yeah. I use I use my uh, my cassette for pedal pressure for like the Smith full cap shit five cap shit yeah and uh, and the backwards manual stuff so I don't know I just never never had interest in is never it, had interest in it. is there a fine line between pedal pressure and a bitch crank um well I think a bitch crank is more like in manuals and stuff yeah at least that's what I think yeah if you're manualing and you do like a some people call it like a dish drain. Dish drain. Yeah, someone said that one time. But, uh. Yeah, I think pedal pressure, as long as you're pivoting, it's cool. But if you're like manualing and you're going like this, like that don't count. Yeah, when you see the foot come back up, I think that's yeah. the telltale. I remember like a Ben Hiddle bio where he like backwards manualed like crazy far. Yeah, he would do like the manual. Yeah. Go to the wall. And then backwards manual. Dude, you just. It is so hard, bro. Unbelievable. The most I've ever done is four cranks. And I've been trying it for as long as I've been riding. Damn. Four is pretty gnarly. Shh. Uh, that legit looked fun. <laughs> I lost you for a second. Oh. What did you say? I said that looked fun, that big fast drop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was in Baltimore. Mike K was supposed to do it. Oh, shit. But, uh, he didn't do it, so I did it. I was kind of pissed. I'm like, I'm just going to do it then. Whatever. Damn. Oh, man. That dump, that uh, roof was right there. Yeah, that was a scary one. I would not do that again. You ever like watch clips of yourself and you're just like, yeah, I'm good. I would not do that shit, bro. What was I thinking? Most of, yeah. A lot of stuff, for sure. 
that the roof ride 180. Yeah. I only did the roof ride. I landed it, shot the photo. We were stoked, but I, it was like way too easy. I was like, like getting into the truck, and uh, we're about to leave. And I was like, I don't know. It was just just very like anti, uh, like phlegmatic. Mm-hmm. So, I was like, Marshall shooting the photo. I was like, dude, I think I got 180. He's like, yeah. I was like, I think so. I don't know. Is that like kind of crazy? He's like, fucking do it. So I went up there first see 180. No way. That was that shit was like 8:30 in the morning too. Really? Yeah. I like the talk you get off of it. Looks cool. Yeah. Pretty, that pretty fucking sick setup, honestly. Like, bro, the hop onto the slant was like that big. Right. Yeah, you can pretty much do whatever you want on that. Like, it's big, but it's not, like, crazy like, big. I don't know. The drop, I mean, the drop is big, but you got to get... And that's, a, that's like, a famous spot. Yeah, it's the Ralph Rail. Ralph Rail, yeah. A lot of shit's been done on that, dude. So you popped your tire because just, like, how you landed? Yeah. That huh. tire popped right there. It's pretty... Crazy. crazy, I didn't even land that bad. Right. Yeah, a lot of people are getting away with way worse landings than that, and <laughs> yeah, their tires are staying intact. That shit was a crazy, not like a crazy mental battle. I've had worse, but definitely I was like looking at it, and I was like, man, I really don't want to do it. I'm scared. Oh, right? really? Yeah. Damn. But I know I can do it. The rail was like, like stem height, maybe. And... I'll never forget, I was like, stand. I mean, every every rider goes through this, mm-hmm. but like, you look at it one last time, and like, I was like, alright, here we go, I just turned around, and I was like, alright, I made the choice, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it no matter what, and I'm like, riding away from the rail, I'm like, that's it, I made the choice, I got a U-turn to do it, <laughs> back at U-turn, I'm pedaling up to it, and I was like, kept telling myself, like, alright, I made the choice, I'm fucking sending it, I don't care what happens, and it worked out good. Damn. That's always, like, my mental thing. Like, I make the decision, you know, as I'm looking at it, and then I ride away, and I'm like, all right, I have no choice but to do it now. <laughs> you start pedaling uh-huh. at it, and your brain's like, shit, we got a bunny hop, bro. We're pedaling towards this thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how did you guys, like you said, special was supposed to do that one clip, right? That other clip, um. When it came, what, the gap into the, into the bank thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, was, Mike K was supposed to do it. Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Chrysler? Yeah. So when it comes to, like, when you guys were coming across spots, did you ever have to be like, all right, this, I already called this out, like, you can do this? Or were you, like, having to get whatever else nobody else did yet? Where is it? You see it? Yeah. Cling, cling. Was that number two or number three? Number two. Nice. Um, no, nah, everyone, everyone had a pretty unique riding style, so that stuff really didn't happen often. Mm-hmm. So, that honestly wasn't even a thing. It was just, I mean, I, I said that, like, uh, like pretty fast, but it wasn't as dramatic as, like, I made it seem. Like, he wanted to do it, but he didn't really want to, and I was like, well, I think I could do it, I don't know. And he was cool with it, so I did it. Oh, yeah, I love finding just, stuff for people that have more balls than me, because I'll just, just seeing it get done is rewarding yeah that's a cool hat what uh do you mind if i ask what what it is or what's it from yeah 
it's uh, Roberto Clemente, a Puerto Rican baseball player. And I got it when I was in Puerto Rico last year visiting my family. It was in like a, a gift shop, and I was like, yo, that's fucking sick. Yeah, it so, is cool. Who did he play yeah. for? Uh, he played for Pittsburgh. I don't know. I don't know much about him. I don't even know if he's still alive or not, but he played for the Pirates. Oh, right. So, like, yeah, when you're, like, in Puerto Rico, there's always, like, Roberto Clemente, like, yellow and black, like, stickers and gear and shit. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you Puerto Rican? Yeah. Yeah, my dad's Puerto Rican. Nice. My dad's side. Are you mixed with anything else? I don't know if your mom... Yeah, my, yeah, my mom is Italian, German, and Polish. Wow. Puerto Rican, yeah. So you hit the jackpot with, like, DNA and culture and shit like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I lean, I, I don't speak Spanish, which is pretty freaking lean. Oh, okay. I can shit for it all the time by my friends, but uh, I'm more close to, like, my Puerto Rican side, mm-hmm. definitely. Right on. And I also love going to fucking visit. I mean, so the Caribbean island is awesome. Yeah, you just went, you just visited somewhere recently, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I went to uh, I went to the Florida Keys for uh, Spam's wedding, Nick Pontario. Yeah, he's in the yeah, um, which was a freaking great time. And then me and my girlfriend drove to Miami, and flew to Puerto Rico, and we had like a little family reunion there. Oh, so it took like a week and a half off of work. It was uh, it's pretty sweet. That's awesome. I I gotta say I was I was pretty stoked to see him in the video because I I don't know if I've heard from him since like 10 years ago like i don't i mean i don't yeah. i don't know him at all but i'm just saying like seeing him on typical bmx media or whatever you knew him like uh like you knew his name like back in the day and yeah stuff? oh yeah i used to go to hackettstown i'd see him there hell yeah dude i would i would go to every skate park i could back in the day like every weekend i'd go to a different one and and just check them all out it was damn like, you went to hackettstown yeah that's a trip from South Central PA, PA right? Yeah. Harrisburg, Lebanon area. Wow. Well, Hackettstown was like on the border of like New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Like, kind of. So, how far was it for you? Like, two hours? I think two and some change, yeah. It was a good park, though. It really was. It really fucking was. It, honestly. <sighs> Do you go for the night sessions? I, I did. Once I uh, moved to Philly... I think we did a night session yes i remember specifically because i had painted my bike for like a it was like a fly bikes paint your bike contest and i uh i think it was like a kevin porter themed thing hey don't be clawing my shit up and uh it was before Dude, was like one of my favorite riders growing up by the way who uh uh kevin, kevin porter? porter oh man multi-talented Bro, his fly frames were sick. Like, his riding style was, like, so unique. Like, I bought fly frames because of him and, like, Sergio Leos. Oh, definitely. Man. So, I feel that. Sergio is fucking so sick. I yeah. had a, a Fly 3 Amigos frame, and I loved it. Actually, loved it. speak of the devil, <laughs> check this out. This is uh, the head tube to my Fly 3 Amigos. No way. Yeah, so, I was riding... I was riding in Philly. I lived in Chinatown, and I was riding Temple in Philly, and I had just, like, learned 360s down stuff. Like, I think my biggest was, like, a five-star. Nothing too gnarly, but, you know, not a curb. 
And right. I was like, oh, man, I kind of like this frame. I'm kind of, like, figuring this shit out. And then I was riding home, and I'm, like, hearing this squeak. I'm like, what the fuck? And I go to... Oh, no. Yeah. And I go to pick up my bike to bring it into my apartment, and, I like, I bonked my front tire off the curb, like, bringing it in. And I heard it again, and I was like, no way. And I looked, and I was like, I got away with murder here. So I turned it into, like, a pen holder type. That's what it does. Yo, no does. way. That's fucking awesome. You just, you know, put some on the bottom and call it a day. <laughs> that is a great idea. Yeah. Fucking reuse that shit. I had to, so I had to, like, hacksaw off. Where's the camera? I had to hacksaw off what wasn't cracked right here. And then yeah. this whole tube. Wow. Turn lemons to lemonade. Yeah. That's what that is right there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Damn, that's awesome. I really like that frame. I think it was sweet. But, um... Yeah, they, yeah, they had, like, the low C2. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, bro. They were just fucking sick. Kev- Kevin was so far ahead. One. Go ahead. I'm going to get one. I'm I'm going to get another fly frame. What do you, uh, my next frame. What are you currently riding? I ride a White House frame. Right on. That's White cool. House is like, you know what White House is? I'm familiar with it a little bit. I think I've seen a thing on the Dig magazine about it. Yeah, this kid Ben, he's got his, he welds his own frames. He's from Montana. And at first it, he was getting FBM to make his stuff, but, and like in the process he was learning how to weld. Um, Special guest. And then his second batch of frames, he, hey, <laughs> who's that? This is Dottie girl. She got... She got born during COVID. No way. We took in a stray cat during COVID, and then that stray cat was pregnant, and now this one is chewing on my cord. Oh, oh, that's technical difficulties. She's, she's my daughter now. I taught her how to pocket wall ride like Dak. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, don't bite that. She's production assistant. Oh, yeah. She's she's key grip. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Hell yeah. So... How were you guys finding all these spots? Were you just, uh, like, because I remember, like, The Wire came out and everybody was, like, going to Baltimore and, like, looking at the scenes from The Wire to figure out where these cool setups were and shit like that. Because, I mean, you guys really? really? Yeah. No way. What, why, are you talking about the TV show? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. People saw the show and were like, yo, that setup in the back is sick, and they went? Either one, either it went one way or the other. It was like somebody had already known it was a spot, and then once they saw it on the show, it got more popular. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. No. That. I mean, I never watched The Wire. Uh, I saw yeah. a clip of it the other day, like on Instagram or something. But damn, that's pretty wild. I never heard of like a situation like that at all. Yeah. Like, as far, like, I don't even know the name of the spot. I would just call it the Wire spot if I had to re- tell somebody about it, and maybe they would understand what i'm saying but it's like yeah. that ditch the ditches with like the sub boxes it's like a whole bunch of them and then uh yeah crazy shit yeah because that that show was like uh like uh it's like a crime show mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. they're like in all those areas where there's spots yeah i guess that makes sense wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh i'm better watch that shit now bro. <laughs> forget it yeah and that uh, that that one actor passed away, you know that was really good. I never watched The Wire either, but I'm like really even more curious to watch it now. I'm gonna watch it now. I just finished Sopranos, so I got nothing to watch. Nice, nice. Um, when it comes to the videos, like 
I don't know where Rafa got this from. I mean, I can kind of guess, but once I started filming with him, he kind of took me under his wing about coaching how to film a little bit better. And he used to do this thing called the Bob Sherbo step out where like you keep one foot planted, you push the lens in, and then when they're coming in, you pull it out and you pivot on that foot and you push. And we just called it that, but you know, watching LFS one and two, it's like you guys, you guys were decent at filming. Like you gave your spots justice. You knew what you were doing. Was that always like, like in the back of everybody's heads because everybody's watching bike videos? Well, yeah, we, the whole crew always watched videos. Like not necessarily together, but like everyone was just, you know, borderline like obsessed with just like filming video parts. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, so everyone took it seriously. Um, Dan was one of the main filmers, and Dan just had, like, he just had it. Like, I guess from watching videos, but he kind of had his own spin on stuff, like like something um, untraditional he would do a lot, like filming fish, depending on the setup, like, instead of being, like, low fisheye. Yeah. Sometimes he'd be, like, like, uh, like soccer mom style. Really? Kind of hot up like this, fisheye. And, like, he filmed, like, a lot of clips like that, especially in LFS 1. And, uh, I don't know, he just had he just had an eye for, like, maximizing the spot and the trick. And, like, he would do whatever he wanted. But it was it always came out pretty good. That's what's up. And then, oh, uh, as, as, you good? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then as far as, like, camera setups, I think... Scott Marceau taught me how to set up a VX properly. Right on. And then Dan Dan had his own way, and we kind of just, like, learned off each other from there. Right. So, but, I mean, you know, I learned like everyone else. You just watch videos. You find filmers you like or, you know, brands that you like that had certain filmers and just do what they do. Yeah, and, I mean, you're trying to to show what you're getting away with, like what, what kind of riding you're actually doing, too, you know? Yeah. This cat, I tell you what, bud. I tell you fucking what. Cat's acting up, bro. Oh, man. She's literally trying to nuzzy everything off the desk now. Come on. All right, there she goes. She good. We play we play a lot, so I think she's just kind of a little bit bummed that I'm not playing with her or something. But what, what camera did did uh did you like film with originally? Like, what do you what have you used recently? Oh, recently I just used phone like iPhone. An iPhone 8 with a fisheye, like the death lens fisheye. Because mm-hmm. I used to use a Canon GL2, and between uh, between white balancing it and getting it set up, and then it glitching out, and then capturing tapes, um, it just was a disaster. Like, by the time I bought the official fisheye for it, because before I had like a budget fisheye, by the time I bought the official fisheye for it, the camera was already glitching out, and I remember Josh there specifically. We were in Baltimore, D.C. or something like that. And it was like this cool boardwalk spot where there's it's like all real colorful and shit. And I'm watching him do like a gap to like a steep bank. And it glitches in the middle of the fucking clip. Oh. And it's like, I hate, I would hate to tell, ask somebody to do something again, especially if they get hurt, you know? Like, it's fucked up. So. Yep, definitely have had that happen. Yeah. I had that happen to a clip of Dan in LFS too, and uh, the next go he landed it, but he like smashed his elbow. Oh. 
It was it was a storm door. It's actually sick. If you want to bring it up, actually, it's a really cool clip. Yeah. Uh, should I bring it's, up this um, LFS two section? Yeah. It's um, it's a storm door. It's a windowsill, but there's two windows, and he does a double peg with one peg on each windowsill. She is literally trying to fuck my shit up just to get me, get me going. Yeah, so it's like that the thumbnail. Mm-hmm. So he he did it, stalled it, boost, drop into the bank, and my camera. Actually, the battery cartridge was fucked up and it shut off mid double peg. Really? So, yeah, I was like, yeah, you gotta do it again. And he did it. He still did it good, but he like smashed his elbow or something on the on the double peg. Oh, right here. Yeah. I think he's messed up for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That could go so many bad ways. Dude, that's fucking sick. I haven't seen this in a while. That is fucking sick. Yeah. Great spot usage. <laughs> oh, man, that ice, dude. <laughs> Bro, that, I that ice, he was so scared. All right, I think he was trying to duster that rail at first. Yeah. Right? Did you guys talk about this? We might. I don't know which which clips we talked about and didn't talk about anymore now. All right, so that rail is tall as shit, and he wanted to duster it, and he was so scared, and it was like when he had just come back from like, you know, mm -hmm. you know whatever he had going on, like he was back. Right. And my girlfriend at the time, we were supposed to go out to eat, and Dan was like, "Yo, I'm in Island, which is like right by my house." He's like, "Yo, you gotta come film this clip." And he's like, I'm going to dust this rail. And I'm like, all right, I don't want no one fucking up this clip. I'm going to go and film it. I told my girlfriend, like, all right, we're going to film this clip, and then we'll go out to eat. <laughs> and Dan bitched out for, like, an hour and a half, bro, just, like, running oh up and, like, God. stopping. And we had this whole argument, bro. It was bad. <laughs> and then he ended up icing it. So it, it wasn't all bad. But I, every time I see this clip, I'm like, oh, man, that was, that was rough. Wow. But you see how it's kind of dark right now? Yeah. You, you can I see the light to the camera a little bit. Or maybe that was another day. Either way, both. I think we went there twice and both times. It took a long time. Wow. Yeah. Damn. But he did it. So. Wow. So what... Did you have a... So LFS2 was kind of like... I'm screaming again. If LFS2 was kind of more like uh, like you were just starting to take over, or not take over, but you were just starting to guide the video around. Um, did you film, start filming for LFS3 right away when LFS2 was done? So we started filming right away for LFS3, yes. And... We were like same thing after LFS one, like hit the ground running again. Mm -hmm. Stacked a bunch of footage, and then um, Animal hit us up. Jeff Z was I don't know if he was the TM or he was like managing this project at Animal, but they were gonna do a street series where it was three crews, and they wanted to do a, a mix of each crew. It's gonna be us, uh, the Japanese crew. I, I don't know what their name was at the time. 
I know they're like Moto Bunka now or something. Right. But it was like us, the Japanese crew, and then the San Francisco guys. Um, oh, man, I feel like an asshole. I don't know their names. But it's like uh, that dude, what, Bob Randall? Right. Um, a bunch of other guys, and they fucking crushed it. But, yeah, it was us, us three crews, and like every week a mix would drop on Animal. And we were like, damn, bro. We all grew up. Fucking loved Animal. Watch all their videos. They're asking us to make like a fucking five minute mix for them. Like we gotta do it. They're like, yeah, we'll send you guys each like a like a little package. And it was it was like kind of like a bucket list thing, you know? Hell, hell yeah. Yeah. So we did it. We dropped like a five minute mix. We had all this footage like a year after LFS two, like some banger ass footage. And we did it. Everybody got a, a parts package. Clothes, tires, grips, like, I think Stevie got cranks. Like, it was it was awesome. Jeff fucking hooked it up, and uh, Nicky B, too. Uh, Nick Barzilla on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He was working there, he hooked it up. So, yeah, all our footage went to that. And then after that, it was, like, slowed down hard. Oh, right. Yeah, after that, we, we were not hitting the ground running anymore. <laughs> you made it. We were, Time to relax. <laughs> That was it. Wow, right? It was it just like you guys are getting older, you know. I mean, I don't yeah. even know how old you are, like 27. Oh, damn, you're so young. You're so young. Not that young. There's, young, there's younger. I'm 35, bro. I'm going to be 36 this year. Yeah, <laughs> son, you pushing 40. Yeah, I I you know, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to say about that, you know what I mean? Like I I said it to Gromdad, I said that there's a problem where like when you get old enough to actually give back to BMX where people just don't give a fuck and just move on like and I don't blame them like yeah you gotta go make money Joe Cox did you watch you saw uh, Voices and Tomorrow We Work yep oh man like he he, yep. he hit Last it on the head with uh, Tomorrow We Work like they literally like seemed like they put the bikes down right after that it seemed like mm-hmm. craziness yeah but but uh during the process of filming lfs3 so it died down before it picked back up you're saying uh, or it never got picked back up everybody's just kind of like piecemealing it together yeah i mean you know I'll, I'll be real with you it it like we were still riding like i was probably still going out every saturday or so but it was like it's definitely like not the same because everybody's got full-time jobs now. Right. People are getting married. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Honestly, people are just not riding as much. Like, think about it. When you're like in your early twenties, like, you know, you get out of work, you go right to the skate park, right? Or like, yeah. if you're in college, like, you get out of work, you go right to the skate park, or you go filming. But now it's like, you know, mid twenties and shit. You know, you leave work and you gotta like run errands. You spend time with your lady like shit like that and uh yeah it just like slow it slowed down for everybody like across the board but we we were still like i said maybe like once a week during the week and then once a saturday or like every other saturday i would still go out and film so it was happening but the production was just it was pretty slow but the common goal was always still there so yeah still made it a thing did you feel like there was pressure to get clips? Like, 
were there times where you just like, I need, need to go out and ride and make sure I got everything, not necessarily go try something I might not get and get broke off? Um, I, I feel like I definitely put more pressure on myself than I should have, like, you know, going out on a Saturday, like, if we didn't get a clip, like, sometimes I'd be pretty bummed because I just wanted to make progress. Mm-hmm. You know, we filmed the video for six years. Like, the last, like, two years, I just wanted to, like, make progress and get it done. And it just moved even slower and slower, and sometimes it was pretty frustrating. And, you know, it was nobody's fault, but, like, you know, the common goal is there, and it's just, you know, it's hard to obtain at this, at, at this age, and everyone's, like, you know, stage in life. Right, and that's that's what I'm really curious about, and that's kind of what made me even start this fucking podcast, is because I feel like there is a way to kind of keep everything going. You know, like, obviously, things slow down, things change, but I also feel like there's a way to do it without... You know, breaking yourself off and losing your job, you know. Right. So I'm trying to figure that out right now because, um, like, me and my girlfriend, we have, like, a great relationship. Everything's going well. And I just think, like, if I, ha- if I was how I was in my, like, late teens, early 20s with riding, um, bro, shit would not – it wouldn't fly, bro. You can't <laughs> be going out – Saturday, Sunday, filming with the guys, and then, like, once or twice during the week, you know? So you got to find a balance. Yeah. But then, like, if you're working for working on a project, if you only ride once or twice a month, like, you ain't going to get nothing done. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, it takes Maybe small, smaller, like, smaller projects? I don't know. And then that's when I would get frustrated because I would go out on a Saturday try to maximize my time and if we only got like one clip I'd be like no fuck mm-hmm. it's like my fucking one or two Saturdays you're one or two Saturdays like yeah so I'm sure you get it like oh yeah nobody's fault at all it's, it's, it just definitely gets difficult yeah and it, it, that's when I start thinking about like uh, like a short trip with a bunch of people like oh let's do like a three day weekend so everybody's on board with having off all the ladies are on board with knowing that the dudes are going to be going and doing this shit. Like, I think about that more, like little mini trips, but, you know, it, it, it's when you feel the least amount of pressure, I feel like, is when you get the most done, too, you know? I agree. Yeah. But it's, I agree. That's hard. Like, like even... It's like, because... Uh, basically, like... I had a friend like I I lived with and it's like if he didn't ride for like two or three days he was he was like itching and he was like literally fiending to ride and then like sometimes I get I got it sometimes I didn't understand it but then like the more the better I got at riding the more I understood it because it's like it's like just it's like pedaling a bike like except it's your skill level and you're like gaining momentum in your skill level by riding a lot. And then when you get to be in your pocket, all these all these new things happen because you're in your pocket. Like watching the waffle cup, it looked like everybody was in their fucking pocket, ready to go. Like watching Dennis Anderson ice that thing, like everybody, Gary Young, everybody, so many people were just. What did he ice? He he iced that big harbor thing across. 
That, oh shit! Yeah. Did he? I mean, what you talk about the gap grind box gap? Yeah. He ice grinded that. Yeah. He. I think he tried to hanger it too, and tagged his back wheel, and didn't die. <laughs> and didn't die. Yeah. Wow. I I must have missed it then. Holy shit! That's fucking nuts. You know, everybody was riding that thing like it was a foot tall. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but really, it was a giant Euro gap. Yeah. Like, it's fucked. And then, but yeah, you're saying, like, like what are you trying to say? Like, these guys, like, ride all the time. They're in their pocket. Things come way easier. Well, I'm saying, like, like when you, you, you're aware of what it feels like to be in the pocket, and now you're back down to, like, riding once, twice, three times if you're lucky a week. And then when a camera comes out, it's like, all right, you gotta, you've been around, so you kind of know what you're doing, but at the same time, it's like, you also know where you are. Like, for me, I get worried that, like, because I ride, like, once or twice a week now about, like, bailing or eating shit. Because if you're riding a lot, it's easier for you to kind of have, like, that awareness, like, all right, I'm going to ditch the bike, or all right, I'm going to jump off. But if you're... Yeah, just, like, general, like... In general, being comfortable. Yes. You know the bike, like the bike control. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Because like you don't ride as much, you don't. You don't got it. Right. And back in the day, I was riding mani pads like twenty four seven. I just lived on a mani pad, just doing manual one eighties all day. <laughs> yeah. You know, dumb shit. Yeah. But uh. So. You know you got. Yeah, that, do that it. that's another thing. Like um, yeah, we'd go out and ride, and. <laughs> We don't know, you know, nobody in the crew rides as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. So getting clips is a lot harder, right? Yeah. It is for me too, and you know, for the other guys, some of the guys are older than me, so you know, it was even like harder for them. Like Daroba, for example, he, you know, he's married now, and uh, you know, he's got three kids. Oh shit. And he, yeah, and he works a lot. Mm. So like, bro, he's got no time to go to the skate park, but he'd always, he was always down to come out and film, right? But like, bro, we'd go out and film at night after work. He hasn't ridden in a month, mm-hmm. and it's nighttime, and he just worked all day. You know, it's not the same as going out on a Saturday when we've been going to the skate park every single day during the week. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just yeah, it's just like the truth. And I for feel- all of us. And I feel like that's almost its own league of BMX, like working class league, you know, some shit like that. Yeah. I remember, uh, you know, Jake Frost, like uh, one of the 90 East guys? Yeah. He put out a web edit. It was called, uh, well, Nigel Nigel Sylvester had dropped a video. It was called, like, Riding Around with That Work. Yeah. Right? Which were, like, some banger-ass video parts. And then Jake Frost dropped, like, uh, it was, like, Riding Around After Work. <laughs> dropped like like a month later or something. I thought it was so funny, but uh, and I was like, "Damn, that's true." Riding around after work, like that's what most of us do. Yeah, yeah, and I I want to encourage more people to make edits. I mean, obviously we're getting hit over the top of the head right now with edits, which is awesome. But it's all it's all great pros, you know. Yeah, it's hard to find like the lower. N- hobbyist I guess bike ride yeah it's crazy cause like the come up had so many videos posted and now like the, the the site's gone like so you can't even go back and see shit you know 
I don't mean to I don't mean to bring it down, bring the mood down or anything, but it's just like we keep losing our archives of of what we got, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, that goes for a lot of like digital stuff like even like I have like iPhone photos from like 2013 to 2015 that are just like completely gone. Like I never backed them up on like iCloud and like my iPhone broke and like that's it. Right. Like shit like that. Like just like digital, like non tangible actual things, like, mm-hmm. you know, aren't always guaranteed. Yeah. Yo, ever yeah. since like 20, I don't even know how long it's been since I've been doing this. I could probably find out, but like maybe like 2009, every time my phone would get full, I would just drag everything onto the computer. Yeah. And like basically clean it off and then go back again. So like. You know, I might have lost some shit, and I've had, you know, obviously a bunch of different phones, but still have, like, this continuity of, like, some something, you know. Here's this really blurry, shitty photo of when I used to work at a place making machine guns, you know, like, or, oh, one time I was uh, in Philly, and uh, it was, like, a bike lock to, like, a rail, and the only thing left was the bike frame itself, and it was, like, a mongoose, like, hoopty frame you know like one of those old with the standing platform frames and I, bro you gotta be down bad to steal like a fucking if, if only the frame is left that means someone took like the seat like yo you down bad so much that you gotta take the seat off a bike of a mongoose <laughs> locked up you gotta take the bones off like that's wild yeah the, the one good thing probably got taken first and then after that was seen everyone's like well this guy's not gonna mind Yep. <laughs> Damn. So, like, did you have, for LFS2, did you have, like, curation? Like, how did you guys put the, what was the clip order? What was, like, the song choices? Like, do you, I remember Miles Roguish once said he puts his clips, like, from skill, like, skill level, like, harder and harder. And I respect that, and I think that's good, but I always fuck that up in my own editing and I would like whatever it was almost like a timeline of like what actually happened in the time it happened and now yeah. sometimes mix it around but not much yeah so for LFS 2 um, I did just like one or two really good clips in the beginning to grab attention and then like after that do worst to best until mm-hmm. the end right um, now, and then I went to California with Nick Sebasti. We stayed at Scott Marceau's house, and he was uh, making angles. And we're looking at timelines and stuff. And what Scott was doing was he'd have a song, and certain breakdowns in the song, he would put certain clips in those, and then fill the timeline out that way. And then I guess like anything in between, he did like B-roll or like a crash or like some Super 8 or something. And I was like, damn pretty sick because like it, it if you you know as an editor you do think like about song song breaks like a, a, a long mellow part might be good for a line and then you end the line with like a you know mm-hmm. like an actual trick like let's say like a handrail clip and then the song starts again kind of thing yeah you know that stuff will like i don't know it just adds to it. it just makes it look a little better so i, I did that for lfs3 tried to if someone had a song choose it fill it out for the most part where clips would go in the certain breakdowns in the song 
and then besides that, do what I did before, like a good intro clip in order to the banger. Right. So, like, I did a mix of what Scott did and, like, what I did for LFS, too. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, for a good example is uh, Nick Pontario's part in LFS 3. Right, like, three clips before his banger, there's a part in the song where it's, like, it's just bass. And the bit, the bass is just, like, going off. And it's, like, a perfect section for a line. And, like, although the line is, like, the fourth to last clip and, like, isn't necessarily, like, the fourth best clip in the section... It had to fucking go there. Right. But the way it ends with the bass and, like, the song picking back up, it's, like, it's still, like, climatical, like, in that order. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I have fucking... I do actually have notes about you somewhere, but I was... Oh, you edited a a, a dead bread edit for Trent? Is that right? Or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Should I pull that up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just listened to his podcast today. Dude, he, dude, he's got energy, man. That dude's got... He's awesome because it seems like he's got the energy to, to keep up with stuff, and he's got the skills to, to ride real hard, too. Yeah, he's, well, he's well-rounded. He's uh, obviously a great rider, and you know, he became a great filmer and editor, and I don't know. I don't, he doesn't have a ceiling. Yeah, I guess I could see him being like TM of like a like a good a good company. Uh, I don't know. He could do whatever he wants. Is this it right here, scenic? Nah, it's the one below. One below. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Let's pull that up. Yeah, dude, he's sick. So you you filmed this and edited it, or just edited? Nah, he filmed it, and then I don't know. He asked me to edit it. And I just said, yeah, so I fucking did it. That's cool. This is like before he was like big into filming and editing them himself. Right. Now he can do all this shit himself and it looks fucking bonkers. So are you using After Effects for all that? Those graphics? Yeah. That's yep. cool. And then, is that what you learned in, in school too? Uh, honestly, school was like kind of fucking like lame. Like they didn't really, really? teach me a lot. My cousin was a graphic designer and like storyboard artist at a at a company in the city, and he got me an internship as an editor there, and that's where I learned like most of my stuff. Damn, that's yeah. cool. Are you? Uh, I didn't ask you what you do now. Are you doing video work now? Yeah. So my title is a compositor. Um, so basically, I do like Photoshop, but for like, but for like video. So a lot of what we do is, um, like, how can I explain it? I always have a hard time explaining it. <laughs> like, we do a lot of makeup commercials, right? And what we'll do is, when they shoot the footage, the girls have imperfections in their hair and their face, their lips, or, like, the wrinkles in their clothes. So a compositor will track their face or their clothes and, like, paint out things and make things look, like, as perfect as possible. Like, enhance, like, their lips, fix the shine maybe take like reflections out of their eyes like add shine to their hair and like trace it and everything really so we do stuff like that and then we do um like we do what's called screen comps so like if you see someone on their iphone or their ipad in commercial like swiping up and down yeah it's just a blank screen and we'll track the screen put in an image that the client gives us 
do, roto the person's hand back over, really? and then it just looks like a mistake. Yeah. So when you're editing, like doing the I, editing uh, stuff out, is that directed by anybody? Or are you just like picking stuff? It's like a there's a lot that goes behind it. Like when we're working on commercials, a whole other company will edit the commercial, like make the cuts, make the clip selections. They'll give it to my company, and then we do like the finishing, the visual effects, and then we send it out for broadcast. So I'll have like the master timeline, and then you know me or like someone else at my company will be doing the visual effects, like what I was telling you about before. Wow. Damn. So like most recently, we did a Ford commercial for the Ford Raptor, uh, Raptor R, and it's like a Ford driving through the desert at night, and it's like a horror film thing. So we added like a moon in the sky that turned red and like red clouds and shit. And and Ford straight up, it, this is for the actual company Ford. Yeah, yeah. Like if you go if you go like on their Instagram, it's like on their Instagram. Oh, this is cool, dude. I didn't know Rainer Reiner filmed this edit. That's sick as hell, dude. Yeah. Have you met him? Yeah, yeah. We did a trip to Pittsburgh and he came out with the Daily Ground dudes. Oh yeah. He's fucking sick, dude. Love him. He he's a big guy too. Yeah, he's goofy-footed, though. Yeah, and he, he yeah. kills it. Um, what would I look up to get to this Ford thing? Oh, uh, if you look up Ford Raptor R. So this is like a brand new thing that just came out? Yeah, scroll down. Yeah, the scary fast thing. Right there, yeah. So you edited this? No, another company oh. did the editing, but then they gave it to us, and we did the visual effects. Awesome. This is sick, man. But we have a whole team. Like, we probably have like six artists on this doing visual effects. Wow, really? Um, yeah, another company does the sound design. And then we're the last people to have it. So we'll take the sound design, the edit, we'll do the visual effects, and then send it out for the broadcast. No way. That's so crazy. There's so many people involved. Bro, there's so much, like, money invested into this shit. It's, it's like sickening. <laughs> like this this cost them millions and millions and millions of dollars just for this video wow like they bet this shit better sell right <laughs> yeah so I'll let you know a shot I worked on I, I did this one so oh. the, the desert yeah I added I made it red I put the red moon there I added the glow in the windows right there yeah wow But as you can see, I mean, there's like 50 shots in here, and each of them got to be done. So. So is it kind of like each person does a different shot to break up the workload? Yeah, like we'll have like five shots we're dedicated to each, and we'll work on it for like two weeks because the clients come back with notes. It takes a while to do it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's really cool, man. Yeah. I didn't even like. I do similar but different stuff with static. Static images. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like this. Are you are you, uh, are you a graphic designer or something? Yeah. I think video work is so captivating compared to like a flat image. Um, if, there, if there's money in it though, whatever. Oh yeah, dude. I work for a display company, so like, when you go to like the grocery store and you see all those end caps and shit, like the cardboard display selling little debbies or whatnot all that shit so my comp 
the company I work for uh, does that stuff. Oh wow! And like battery racks, so like AutoZone, whatever. Like that's that's like a big thing for them. Is um, oops, that's a big thing for them. Sample boards. So like um, when you go to Lowe's or Home Depot and you go up and you go to buy some shit and you look up and you see like the samples up there. Mm-hmm. So typically what we do is the customer will send us their product we put it on the board like we're the ones that glue it all together and then there's labels that get printed that uh, I'll handle like I don't design them I'll basically take them make sure they get printed correctly then production will install them on these boards and it all gets sent out wow and lately what I've been doing is photoshopping boards like we're taking photos of planks and we're making it look like it's the real thing like with texture and everything because we got like this crazy printer and we're selling that to like Lowe's and Home Depot because it's cheaper for us to do that than for a flooring company to, to glue their real shit onto the board it's so it's crazy the effort and the money that goes behind stuff that you would just like for example walk by yeah. fucking aisle, right yeah or like a commercial that plays in the background while you're on your phone and you don't really give a shit about right yeah you walk through AutoZone you walk right past the cardboard thing like, <laughs> it, it not not to uh, you know like say what we do doesn't matter but it's just crazy like the amount of effort and and thought that goes into every little thing like it's crazy yeah. Yeah. Like, I would have never thought of that. I would just walk in Lowe's and be like, whatever. But now I'm gonna be like, oh shit. Yeah, I I, uh, I recently just talked to my my supervisor about some shit, and he was talking about doing 3D stuff. Like, if I could help out the company in other ways. So like, a customer mm-hmm. will come in and say, we got to display like 12 car tires. So you know, little Debbie snack cakes out of cardboard. You know, we can do all day. It's easy to know what like that it's gonna handle the weight. But when you got to build a display that's going to hold car tires or car batteries, something like that, you need engineering. You need some somebody like somebody else, kind of like what you were saying with like the team. Like somebody else is going to be there, and be like, all right, that needs to be this gauge steel, or else it's not happening, you know? Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Hell, sweet. Dude, I really appreciate you fucking chatting with me, man. Yeah, I'm chilling, bro. It, I know it's kind of weird to do this shit remote, you know, and we never met, we never rode together and all that. But. Nah, well, I appreciate the invite. And I don't, I, I've listened to your stuff before, too, so I was like, yeah, I'm down. Sick. You did one with Scott, like, a long time ago, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, lis- I listened to that. Scott's someone I look up to a lot, like, like as a person, but like BMX wise, like specifically, like so. Yeah. I had I had to listen to that. And I I you know like I did like a dumb intro before the podcast even started, because back then I was like I had to get obliterated to even talk in front of a microphone, and that was before a camera was even being pointed at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do that. But I uh, you know he's he's such a nice dude and he's so um, what's the word for it, man? We're like. He crosses his T's and he dots his I's. You know what I mean? Like, he's gonna make sure he does a good, like, does good work. 
Like, that is definitely a fact. <laughs> he was coming through, and he was like, like, we were already talking about doing an episode, and you said he was going to come through the area anyways, because we were going to do it on the over the phone and shit. So he ended up spending a night at my house. I was like, holy shit. I like looked up down and I'm like, damn, you're a lot taller in real life, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I was taller. Like, I ain't shit. Dude, I got a, real quick, I got a crazy story. Yeah. So when we stayed, when me and Nick stayed at Scott's house in 2019, like all our clips went towards angles, which was like super fun. But the last day on the trip. You said it was 2018? 2019. 2019. Okay, just to make so sure. me and Nick flew out there. Nick had a section in angles, and he was filming. I was like, "Yo, like I, I want clips in that shit, bro." So I went out there and filmed. Um, great video, by the way. Have you seen it? Yes. Amazing. It was awesome, dude. And awesome. that came out this year, right? Last year. Last year. It was nominated for Nordica last year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Did he win? No. Did he? No. It's a good question. Should I double Did check? He? Yeah. Nora Cup 2021. So I think I would I would know if he won. Oh, it was fucking uh, the trail video. Forgot the name. Pull back or die. The fast right? and loose dude. Yeah. Oh. I still haven't seen that. I need to watch that. I wish I rode like that. To be honest. So. My my goal in life is to stop street riding and just become a trail guy. <laughs> Save here, that bro. Shit looks so, that shit looks so much more fun than fucking riding street, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but, I agree. <laughs> but yeah, so we were staying at Scott's house, mm-hmm. having so much fun, dude, like riding, getting clips, hanging out with everybody, meeting people over with like Sean Moore, Denim Cox, uh... Brandon Began, Johnny Bones, like, just had a blast. The last day of the trip, or me and Nick's flights were at night, and I bought a bag of wine that morning, or maybe the day before, and I still had it. And it would, they sell bags of wine in like a box this big, and like a box this big. So I bought the small box, and I was like, all right, sick, like, I'll, I'll crack it, and like, Nick will help me finish it, like, Scott's driving, so he probably won't. Nick didn't drink a drop. I drank the whole bag of wine to the face, right? Because <laughs> we, were, we were done riding at yeah. this point. So I drank this whole bag of wine to the face. Yeah. White wine, Pinot Grigio. Oh, boy. Right? So, like, yep. you know, I'm drinking it throughout the day, and I probably killed the bag in four hours. Oh, my God. So I'm fucked up, right? <laughs> but, like, I'm on vacation. I don't care. I'm fucked up. And Right. You're living your best you life. Know, yeah, so we start packing our bags, and I'm trying to take my bike apart, and I'm just, like, I slowly become a soup sandwich. Like, I can't even, like, put the Allen key into my stem to take my bars off. Like, that's how fucked up oh I am. Oh, my God. Right? I can't even, like, pack my clothes kind of shit like that. I got, like, obliterated. So Nick and Scott, like, pack my shit for me. I end up leaving, like, a whole bag of clothes at Scott's house Holy shit. that I didn't get back for, like, a year. But, so, I'm fucked up, they packed my stuff for me, great. We leave to go to the airport, and we didn't get in and out the whole trip, so we go to in and out I'm so fucked up, I can't eat, I start throwing up at in and out Are you serious? Like, yeah, like projectile vomiting. What the fuck? My flight, and we're gonna, we're, go, we're like on our way to the airport. So Nick gets in and out 
he eats it. I'm like sitting on the outside bench, just like holding my head, like projectile vomiting. Oh my god! Right. So we go back in the car. We go to the airport, and we pull up and we start unpacking the bags. And I literally, there's a video of me. I got the neck pillow around me. I got these like neon green peep game sweatpants. Like I'm in companies. I'm ready to get on the plane. Yeah. Neck pillow. Projectile vomiting. <laughs> and we like I finished throwing up. We go into the um, into the airport, and Nick has to like hold my shoulders while we're going through TSA. Like I couldn't even stand. I was just uh, I was a soup sandwich. He walks me through TSA. I make it, and luckily my plane was leaving before his, and he like stayed with me before we actually like. Before I actually got on the plane, I like I remember bits and pieces, but literally I got on the plane, sat down, went to sleep, and I woke up when the fucking wheels hit the ground in New York, New Jersey. Wow. Like, really, it was probably like the most drunk I've ever been. At no point you were like, I should probably just not drink the rest of this, or you like, I can't let anything go to waste. No, because. I mean, look, I was on vacation, so I was down to get fucked up, but it hit me, like, way <laughs> after I was done drinking the bag of wine. Oh, I was right. put, trying to take my bike apart, and I was just like, oh, man. Like a delayed hit. Yeah. That wine Couldn't drum. even take my bars off, bro. It's a fucking Allen key. Like, <laughs> so, Scott says he tells that story all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> Damn. So. Wow. But, yeah, LFS3. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wish I would have watched it again before the pod, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And what was... I mean, I got a lot of questions about it. I just, you know, typical me doesn't know where to start with it, but... Uh, you guys were filming for it for, like, filming it for, like, six years? Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so LFS 2 dropped December 2015, basically 2016. And then most of the clips went towards that animal video. So. Should I pull clips. that video up? Is it. Should I pull that animal video up? Or is it. Yeah, you can pull it up. Because, I mean, it sounded like you guys were really excited about it. I'm not going to lie. The last two clips probably would have been my enders for. LFS three, if I would have kept them, so for LFS three, yeah, dude, they're, wow. those are those two clips are the best clips I've probably ever filmed. No way, Street's Finest. Yeah, have you seen it or no? I'm sure I have, but you know, it, it was a long time ago. Like I said, I think it dropped yeah, 2017. Yeah. So we were so stoked, bro. We all got, like I said before, all got shit from Animal. It was great. I can't believe. I mean. I'm excited. That's my boy Alex. And he's in LFS three too, right? Yeah, yeah, I met him. He used to go to Hackettstown all the time too, but uh, we went to Woodward the same week when we were younger, like two or three years in a row. Wow! So I, be I became close with him and a bunch of other kids from Staten Island. And he's just a shredder, bro. He's been good, like, ever since he was young. 
This was, uh, I think all his clips are in Boston. Oh man, Shape School. Yeah. That place is sick. Hard whip out. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Oh, opposite pocket airs? Get the fuck Stop out. Up. Dan, you were sandbagging. We should have pulled this up for your pod. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Imagine. That was really awesome. So are these like introductory clips and then it keeps going as like mix? No, it's, it's just a five minute mix section. So everyone has like their own section. So is your section over already? No, no. Okay. Like, I, like everyone's got like the, the, the clips are in order. So it was like introductory of everybody and then the clips. Nah, so like, you know, the Robus clips are happening now, and then like once the clips are over, that's it. So, so you have no more clips then? Of of like the Roba and like Mike K now. No, of you, or did I confuse? Oh yeah, it, yeah, it's towards the end. Okay. I myself towards the end. Did I just confuse you with Mike K again? Yes, you did. Fuck my bad. All right. I was wondering. I'm like, no, nah, they're in order. Guys, I'm three beers deep. It's getting there. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, bro, we're like similar build, similar-ish riding, but he's better. All you goofy-footed <laughs> people look the same. No, I'm just kidding. He did do a switch rail, so. God, got the worst tail whips, bro. No, man. The way you're... I don't think anybody has the worst whips. I think if you can roll away from it, it's fucking hilarious. That was sick. Stomped. Yeah. Two peg, too. Always. Always? Yeah, never rode like three or four ever. Really? Oh. Rode three pegs for like a week. Okay, was cool. 14, was so was that your banger there? Yeah. Was that the banger you would have used? Yeah, like the Smith 5 cab and then the wall ride. Okay. I'm just saying, like, those are, like, my two favorite clips I've probably ever filmed, besides a, a couple of things in LFS 3. All right, well, let's... And the, and the piff grind in LFS 2, the hanger crank. The piff grind? That's what I call it, the hanger crank. Yeah. One of the kids at Woodward from Staten Island named it that as a joke, and I just called it that ever since. I like it. Yeah. My guy's going half speed here so we can look, watch it a little bit. Because, I mean, these are serious clips. So who's filming this clip? Steve Jones. Steve Jones? Steve Jones. Because I... Uh, yep, Steve Jones. He, yeah, he's like my de my designated filmer now. I he kills it. I immediately liked how he waited till you got on the ledge and then panned and zoomed. It was like just a nice, subtle little thing. Yeah, he's got it. He, he know he understands the assignment. <laughs> yeah. And then this, we went to New Rochelle, New York, mm -hmm. and we're with um, Chris Marshall, and we all kind of like split up to go look for spots. And Marshall found this kicker, and he was like, "Yo, someone's got to do this wall ride." And I went down there, and I was like, "Damn, that's pretty fucking crazy, bro." But then I actually looked at it, and I was like, oh, wait, it's actually doable. Wow. 
It's it, dude. It was far. I was going like as fast as I possibly could. Wow, and I'm sure you're thinking in your head like, as long as I get to the wall, I got it. Like, what was I thinking? I don't know, bro. <laughs> I actually, I didn't. So, what I imagined in my head was I wasn't gonna land that high on the wall. I right. thought I was gonna go more sideways and land like two feet lower. Yeah, like. Uh... And, then my, and then my first attempt. I landed that high, and I was like, holy shit. Because I'm in the air, so I felt like Ruben, bro. I was in the air, and I was, like, floating sideways like this. Ah, uh, yeah. Crazy, yo, crazy, crazy feeling. So then the second go, I just, like, went all in on that. And the photo was in Ride, too. I fucking, I was stoked. Damn, that's what's up. Congrats on that, man. Thanks. Um, fuck. So I've... I've done gaps to wall ride, nothing, nearly, not even a quarter of that size, but I've, like, gotten a bike over top of me. So you did this on the second try. The first try, you didn't have that weird, like, oververt. No, nah, I, oh, I was more shoulder into the wall, and my back wheel, like, washed out, but I didn't fall. I landed on my feet. Locked out, man. That's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, really, there's not a lot to go wrong right there. There's no, like, obstacles. It's just wall ride. Yeah, so, unless you overshoot have, and downside Smith that rail up there, which would be insane. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So. Right on. I heard uh, Chris Marshall is very particular about when he does come out to shoot photos. So you got to be producing, or else he doesn't want to shoot it, right? Who said that? I don't remember. I forget who. Maybe it was yeah. Rafa. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to put anybody on the under the bus, but that... yeah, I mean he uh he's been shooting us since LFS one, and like whenever Marshall came out, mm -hmm. it was like uh it was an extra like oh shit, <laughs> not like like a good oh shit. They're like all right, like this is serious. Like there's three flashes set up. Like yeah. he shoots with Garrett and fucking JJ, bro. Like he's here shooting us. Like right, you know, not that that like you know did anything for us, but it, it just made the like. <laughs> you trying to trick more like serious like yo I'm the fucking man bro I'm about to do this shit yeah. at least for me that's what it and you know if did. you do do it he's gonna get you doing it proper as hell yeah like he shot photos of everybody we've all been in magazines with him like he, he definitely did a lot for us we did dig articles he did galleries that you know we were all in yeah so yeah he's real yeah. sick and uh we did a little bit of a thing for Ride PA and uh, had to use some of his photos. It was like a, a photographer issue or whatever, a photographer section. And he had mm -hmm. some photos and I was like, fuck. I like, as a graphic designer, like, I don't like fucking with people's photography. Like, I don't want to put graphics over anybody's photos because I'm like, uh -huh. I don't want to step on anybody's toes about that shit. Yeah. And uh, we need a little title graphic for for his photography section so i took uh from deadline where he in the very beginning where he says lights camera action and i just took that screen cap and i like tripled it so it just made like a bar across hell yeah and i was like i hope he's okay with this it sound, seemed like he was all right with it yeah it's like you got a crappy screen crap screen cap and then you got your dope <laughs> photos afterwards <laughs> Wait, so, uh, i was talking with uh uh steven jones the other day and i was like I, like, 
Marshall has definitely seen me at like my most like vulnerable, like as weird as it sounds, like my most like vulnerable emotional state. Like really, all the all the bangers that he has like shot, like you know, we were all like really scared to do it. And, like Marshall was just like he was like always there. So whenever I see Marshall, I just always think about all those battles that like I for the most part like overcame. Right. You know? right. Like think about when you're trying something really scary, like it's you know, looking back, it's just like, yeah, like, I sent it, but, like, no, like, right, like, getting yourself to do it is, like, a, an emotional battle in itself. Yeah. Like, that, and, that's when the, the camera's out, that's definitely gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, I think that's one of the coolest things about BMX is, like, you are teaching yourself this shit. No matter how much, how many videos or how-tos you're watching, it's, like, it's all kind of, like, self-taught. And not everybody's going to do it the same. And that, I think yeah. that's what makes it so sick. It's like you can't teach yourself to write in cursive. Somebody's going to have to teach you that. But you can teach yourself how to ride BMX. Yeah. And then, it's, it's all on you. It's definitely all on you. There's, then, no te- there's no fucking team. Yeah. You know? It's you at the end of the day, definitely. Did you ever do any sports in high school or anything like that? Nah, I just rode. Right on. I feel maybe I would have if I didn't have like that hip thing when I was younger, but because I played like baseball and basketball. Mm-hmm. Not that I would have been any good at basketball. I'm really small, but just saying maybe I would have played a little bit more. But yo, this will make you feel better, dude. Okay, I'm six one now. Uh, in high school, I was from eleventh to twelfth grade. I grew literally a foot somehow, so I was probably five one. No at, way. At one point, yeah. And uh, there was a basketball court right behind my yard growing up, and my neighbors would let me use it. And I, I loved it, dude. I liked playing basketball. I wanted to try out for the team. And during tryouts, everybody just called me little kid. Like, oh. like little kid, little kid. And, like, to pass the ball. And I was like, damn, this sucks. I mean. So they use that energy to grow taller. Well, you know, I, like. What ended up happening was I just got into BMX because the you had to have a certain grade point average to stay in the, like the basketball team. So I was like, and at that at that point I don't think I was even doing that good in high school. So I was like not really caring. My camera keeps trying to refocus and it's. I have a I have a light bouncing off the wall in front of me, so you gotta do it, bro. Yeah, yeah. If you of all people, because you got the the video effects and shit, you're very familiar. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Fuck yeah. Technical difficulties aside, back into it. So what constitutes a clip? I know we're like two hours deep right now, but... Yeah, whatever. It's pretty sick, though. Um, what do you mean? Like, when you guys are sitting on stuff, or when you're, you're getting clips, like, what constitutes something you're going to hold on to for the drive... For the DVD versus letting it go, otherwise. Um, I think it has a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. Um, spot and spot usage, uh, trick and trick difficulty. Um, also how it was filmed. Right. Like, you know, if it's filmed like shit, I'm not using it. Hmm. You know, whether I filmed it like shit or someone else did, I'm not using it. You know, I'd rather have 
quality over quantity any day. What about water so, specs on the lens? It really depends. Yeah. Like, if it's going to be distracting to the viewer, right, you know? Right. Like, yo, what that, sh that clip looks like shit, you know? <laughs> then I'm not going to use it. Mm -hmm. So, as long as spot usage is good, the trick and the trick difficulty is good, right? Like, mostly spot usage and, um, like, quality of the filming, I would say. Yeah. Dope. And like, if it's some stupid shit that, like, if someone filmed, like, a friend's clip of someone, it's, like, some stupid shit... I'm probably not gonna use it. What if it's that friend's only clip? Does that friend get left out of the friend section then? Sadly. I don't know. It really <laughs> depends. It depends how how cool I am with them. <laughs> right. You no. Know? Yeah. I'm just I'm just more focused on the quality. Mm-hmm. A lot. Quality of filming like is factor number two before the riding. Right. We, we battled with that a lot because everybody bought a camera for LFS2, but like no, like not everybody knew how to, um, you know, right. set it up and film properly. So there was a lot of like back and forth, mostly me like yelling at the guys, which is like fucked up. But you, know, <laughs> you guys got to fucking set it up. They're like, yo, we're just out here having fun filming. Who cares? I'm like, I get that, but like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I take that very seriously because, bro, there's so many videos I see where the writing is phenomenal, but mm -hmm. the filming and the editing sucks, and I'll never watch it again. How do you feel about cleared music? I don't know. I get it, but it's kind of lame. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too, man. I, I don't know. Like, what videos had cleared music lately? Um, Probably like GT, GT stuff probably, but they're like an actual company, so they got to do that. Yeah, um, I feel like it, it was more back in the day when it was like the Levi's videos and shit like that. Tuesdays yeah. with Miles, maybe. Like, I really enjoyed Miles Rogoish's editing because I always felt like he was hype. Like, I remember that one Chad Curley video where the song was like smoking on Keisha or some shit like that. And so probably some like currency music or something. Between the song and the and the the actual writing and then how it was all put together it was like this is it like this makes me want to go ride it makes me happy it makes me think that bike riding's easy so i'm gonna you know yep. this is gonna give me you know the the vibe to keep going now i think he did he make that first trip video yeah i think he did right think, where they're like a lot of it was mixed sections like there was a mix with like steve o'garrett and like tanny or something right man and it was fucking sick. Tony Nair had a fucking sick section. That was probably um, the last video I watched back, like, over and over, like, so You know what I'm talking times. about, right? Yeah. Hong Tran? Yeah, he does, like, he goes up the stairs to 180 or some shit, right? Or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a sick, that was a sick one. Yeah, but his, his filming was always on point, editing always on point, vibes, like, rolling shit really good. I actually, I don't even think about that that much when I think about filming and like filmers and editors. I don't really think of him as much. I should. Of him, yeah, he kind of like yeah. dipped out. Like that stranger video was sick because it was like all these misfits. You know, it was him and and Gabe Brooks, and it had this like grimy L.A. vibe that was cool. It was sick, dude. It was fucking sick. That's right. Yeah. Now he's kind of doing other stuff, which I wish him well. You know, I don't know anything about him, but 
Right. You can only do BMX stuff for so long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially if you're that good at camera stuff, bro. You could fucking freelance and do whatever and make way more money than trying to scrape up money from bike companies. Absolutely. I mean, I think you could still do. I get. I think you could still do bike riding shit on the side, but I don't know if he kind of swore it off. I don't know anything about him, but yeah. if he ever happens to listen to this, I'd be interested to hearing his story. Yeah. <laughs> but the trip yeah. video was so sick, man. I got to meet uh, another small guy who is extremely good, Pat King. Yeah. Yo. So when, when he got put on fit, when he first got put on fit, in my head, I was like, oh, my God. They are going to do a Benny L. Pat King split part, and it's going to be this little dude amazing edit, like split part. They never did it, man, and they should have. Yeah, his, his stuff with Fit was like kind of short-lived, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how long he was there, but... Bro, his he, has a se- he had a section in Band 3... Yeah, riding Tim's bang, and shit, bro. It was like all like flip video. Yeah, man, he killed it so hard. He wrote wrote to uh he wrote to that Bone Thug song. Yeah, the whole Dude, shit was so bad. I w- I bought that video and I watched it so many times. Really? Him and Big Spark back to back. Uh, what's his name? Kyle Painter. Yeah. Kyle Painter, what's yeah. he up to these days? Is he still even alive? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. He did three lookbacks off of drops, though, and I really appreciated that. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, Pat King shit, dude, is fucking... Yeah, he had... Fit Fit dropped those two DVDs. They were two road trip DVDs. The Trippin's, Trippin'. yeah. And Pat King had some fire in that, and then, like, I think that... I don't know, that was it. Yeah. But Pat King was small, like, going to, like, mega tours and shit. Dude, you remember that? Really tiny, like sixteen inch. Crunch when he was shit. real little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was I, remember, I always wanted. I was like, damn, I want to be like Pat King or like, like uh, Brett Benesiewicz. Mm-hmm. Like those kids are pro and they're like fucking. They got little bikes. <laughs> yeah. Now, for LFS three, let's start with the art direction. Did you do the art? Where did the art come from? Uh, yeah, I did the art. I did like the the flame titles and shit. Yeah. Um, I basically just like went on like urbanfonts.com and just was like getting ideas, and then I combined like two different fonts together, and then I added my own flames and I animated them in After Effects. Nice. Yeah. Damn. So. And I... then yeah, all the Super Eight footage is like actual Super Eight footage. Not a filter. Um, <laughs> but, dude, I fucking shot, like, four rolls right before the video was done. I sent them out to get developed. Turns out the spindle in my camera never actually was grabbing the film to spin it. No way. But my time ticker thing was still spinning as I was pulling the trigger. So it was saying that the film was capturing and that the roll was full, but it never grabbed the film. So I sent four blank rolls to get developed. And it was like two years of Super 8 footage. And they emailed me and they were like, yo, only half a roll spun. We're sending you back a minute of footage. I was supposed to get back like eight minutes of footage. Wow. So I like, I was eating dinner with my family and I literally like got sick to my stomach. I was like. Right. That's a lot of time. Yeah, dude. Like, 
Oh, still makes me sick. But did they charge you but, only for the one roll and not for the whole? Yeah, oh. yeah, they were cool about it. It was Cinelab, Massachusetts. But, Something, you know. But yeah, I did. I, I shot the Super Eight. I did the uh, I did the animation, and the artwork, and then the cover. I shot both of these. My I have a camera. I have a Konica that was my grandfather's. Sick. And it's uh, I was shooting with what Portra 400, and I don't know. The camera has pretty bad light leaks, so some obviously like these photos look kind of cool, but most of them are fucked up when I get them back. So right, these are two that came back pretty cool. Um, we didn't have a lot of rotting photos, 35 millimeters, so we just went with this. And, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, man. Definitely. And then this little card that you put in here. This is sick, too. I thought it was yeah. one big sticker for a second. Yeah. Now, where we uh, where we get our DVDs duplicated, Dan Deal found this place called uh, Kunaki. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I guess they have a new feature where you can make a card insert. So, like, I just, like, whipped this up, like, last second. Oh, you have it there. Yeah. But, Very cool. Yeah, I just whipped it up last second. I don't know. It's awesome. Funky little fucking whatever. And then you you uh, I guess you just got the CDs duplicated with uh the graphic on top. Yeah, the bro the DVDs cost like a dollar sixty each. That's what's up. I remember Rafa made when Rafa made the um, Breaking Free video. He just Rock like bottom? yeah he like took spray paint and sharpie and like did the the graphics on the disc. And I was like, I hope this doesn't chip off into the DVD player, bro. Like, it looks sick. It's pretty sketch, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that video, man. Oh. That was such an awesome time. But uh, I want to get into the the you know cast here because I feel like it's a little bit a couple new faces or a little bit more of these faces than before. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So let's see. Number one, we got Dan Deal. Yeah. I, we talked about him a lot. Yeah. Uh, OG. He was in California for a lot of this, mm. and he came back. Um, I actually, me and him weren't talking for a while. Um, which is like, I guess it's kind of weird to bring it up. I don't know. Me, me and him didn't get along for a little bit. So I didn't ride with him for like a, I don't know, like a year and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And then, whatever, we uh, started riding together again and shit was like how it was. And he filmed his section like the last six months before the video dropped. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, I'm, you guys covered a lot of that stuff in the podcast. I don't want to get into it. You yeah. know, it's yeah. not for me to say. But, uh. Yeah, he fucking pulled it together and filmed a bunch of bangers right before the deadline. I had to set a deadline because the video was moving too slow, and I was like, yo, I, I can't spend a whole, you know, a, a whole another year filming for a video going out every weekend and shit. I just can't do it anymore, so mm-hmm. um, we're going to set a deadline, and we're going to fucking push for it through winter and a little bit of spring, get as much as we can, and put it out, so... He uh, he really took advantage of that, and we got a lot done. Right on. Yeah. So. And and Chris Dolan is that the one that you guys call special? Yeah. 
I gotta ask how he got the nickname Special. I don't know who gave it to him. It was before before I was friends with him. <laughs> oh no! I, actually, I know the I know the story. He was he rode a special bus in like elementary school or middle school, but he wasn't actually special. He had like some condition. I don't know, but like he actually wasn't like slow or anything. He was fine. But they made him ride a special bus, and they called him Special. And then someone at the skate park just started calling him Special because I guess they knew him from back in the day. But that's kind of yeah. an awesome ass nickname. <laughs> yeah, the video got taken down, but there was a day in the life that I made for him for a project in college, uh, where he explains it. And yeah, it got taken down because like music rights. So uh, I think I used like an Iggy Pop song. Right. Iggy and, Iggy and the Stooges, and they got taken down. So. Damn. That's what happens when you pick a good song, bro. It fucking sucks, dude. I know. LFS 2 was got taken down because of Daroba's song, so I gotta like do something and re-upload it. But but the sections look like they're up. Or is yeah, it just Daroba's the, section? We had, we had the full video up on the Come Up YouTube. The Come Up posted it, and uh, it got taken down. So. Right. Damn. So yeah. And you got Jeff with glasses. Yeah, his, I think his ender was the first clip we filmed. It's fucking cr- so crazy. And he's a little bit older too, right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So good. The whole video and is then- solid. Go ahead. Yeah, and then Nick Ponterio. Yeah. He was like, uh, he was a, di- he was an addition, like midway through the video. He came out one day with Alex, because they're both from Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And I always looked up to Spam because he wrote for Nation, and he was goofy footed, and he did lookbacks, and I was like, yo, I'm goofy footed, I'm gonna learn lookbacks, and like, you know, he yeah. was like my idol honestly when I was younger. So he came out and we started riding together again, and yeah, I asked him to come on the film party. He said yeah, so we did it. That's tight. Do you know how he got the nickname Spam? Because I really have no clue. Yeah, he went to the skate park one day with like a, a Spam t-shirt from like fucking Walmart. Like, you know how like Walmart sells like stupid t-shirts? Yeah. He had a stupid Spam t-shirt and he went there. One time. One time and that was it. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> spam, dude. He, he invited me to his wedding in uh, Key Largo. Dude. Had a fucking blast, dude. So much fun. It looked amazing, man. I'm really happy for you because it looked like fucking luxurious as all get out yeah it was cool it was cool keys are so much fun dude mm-hmm. highly recommend so so he's buddies with Alex Avila right is that how yep. you say it yep and uh, Alex was in LFS too he had a split section with Vinny Crispino mm-hmm. I've known Alex since like Woodward days like 2009 2010 and bro he's just like he was just one of those kids that like knew like bar spins and tail ups like before anybody else and just had like an insane amount of bike control before like anybody else so me and him were always cool because we were younger we were like both like going to hacky sound contests and you know yeah we we're in like the same like timeline kind of thing so me and, me and him have always been cool and he still kills it that's what's up yeah uh, and you got the robot the robot yeah his rod, like Dan said, his riding is timeless. He just keeps going. Yeah. That's yep, awesome. Yep. He, he really pushed through too, man. Like I said, he's got three kids. He's married. And, it, you know, it wasn't 
I'm not saying it was hard for him, but like it definitely wasn't easy because he's you know balancing a lot. He's an adult. Yeah. So. Yeah. How many other people you know got three kids and still getting clips? He's yeah. the only person I know at the at the moment. Yeah, and his section was really good. So yeah. I'm stoked. And did everybody get to pick their own songs? No. Okay. No, I. I can I can hit you with the list real quick. I chose Dan's song, mm-hmm. uh, Special Jeff's song, Spam chose his song. I chose Alex's song. Jeroba picked his. I picked Teddy's. I picked mine, and then Stephen and Jordan picked theirs. And did you? And then I picked the friend section. And then what? And then I picked the friend section too. Right. Did you ever have to like? rein anybody in on the songs that they picked or anything like that or um no Daroba picked a song it was really good uh Steven and Jordan both picked good songs Steven wanted to ride to a bagpipe song and we went out for a St. Paddy's Day party and uh like on St. Paddy's Day we went to like a St. Paddy's Day like you know uh like weekend in a town called Cranford and me and him were talking. We were at the bar. We were, like, drunk already in the morning. He's like, yeah, like, I want to ride to a bagpipe song. Like, I just think it's sick. I'm like, yeah, but, like, how the fuck do we find a bagpipe song? Like, we don't know anything about it. Wow. And then he's like, yeah, but, like, what about this one playing? And it was, <laughs> like, they were playing, like, Irish music, so I examined it. <clears throat> and I saved it, and it ended up actually being the song he wrote to. That's perfect. I yeah. love that shit so where it's, like, cool. serendipitous into the process. Yeah. So. Very cool. Um, yeah, and then Teddy's section. Teddy was a kid. What was? Is a kid uh, from Perth Amboy, which is a town right next to me. That's where. Uh, that's where every with... single spot is located, right? Yeah, I think that's a Dan and Jeff <laughs> joke we started. Like, kids would be like, "Yo, where's this spot at?" And they would DM DM them back and be like, "Yo, it's Perth Amboy High School, right yeah. behind Perth Amboy High School, yeah. 300 Eagle Ave." And Sometimes kids would go and be like, yo, what the fuck, bro? Spot's not here. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But he, so, lived, he grew up right by it, though. Yeah, he yeah he was like... He was always like a hungry kid, bro. Like, every like local contest, he always entered and he crushed it. Hmm. He's just always been good and like really swaggy with his riding. And, uh, you know, he, he's the same thing. He's got kids, too, and a job. And, like, I was just like, yo film one section with me like let's just do it bro your riding is so good mm-hmm. and we did it nice yeah was it hard to get any of these guys out of the house um yeah Ted, teddy was a little hard sometimes uh gordy which is jordan he lives in massachusetts so that was kind of tough but besides that not really Spe- special works a lot Special was he's always doing side jobs and shit, so that was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Stephen Jones here. Well, you got your section. Yeah, that's me. Which I remember watching it and being impressed, and I kind of like. I wish I could watch it this second, but I don't have a DVD player like right here with me. I just have only one. It's downstairs. Yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, how, how did the DVDs? I mean. I get, we'll talk about it then. I guess we'll. You got Stephen Jones here. Yep, Stephen. Uh, is just a fucking kid, bro. That just sends it, man. I'm not gonna lie. He had the worst crashes in the video. Oh man, really? Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, like him and Gordy, the last two parts, those those dudes are bulls, man. They just like very calculated, very like serious about what they're about to do, and they do it. Right. They'll either, you know, it's usually either one take or nothing kind of thing. And did you have uh, the um, section order? Was that like something you had to like figure out as you went? Or was that something you had dialed in to begin with? Uh, Gordy, Gordy's clips were just like banger. So we kind of knew who's going to have last section. And then <laughs> from there, everything else was just like last second. Because people were getting, we were getting footage like two weeks before the deadline. So wow. it was changing a lot. So the only thing set in stone was him having banger. His last like four clips were like cemented pretty early. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Damn. Now, I got to ask you, though, when the credits rolled, there was, like, a a comment or something that said, like, the end of an era, something like that. So is the LFS name getting put to rest, or is, like, the whole project getting put to rest? Like, I was just kind of curious what's next. Um, I think... I think that's it, man. His last video was, it was hard to get through. Mm-hmm. And I I personally don't see this whole crew getting back together and filming another one. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Everybody's all over the place. Not in a bad way either, but everybody's got jobs. Everyone's got their own things going on. It's not as easy to come meet up. Like you said, not, not everybody's in their pocket. They can't just like you know, ride once a month and go film some banger shit, like, right, yeah, you know, so, I don't know, I, I'm thinking about maybe, maybe doing another video and kind of just, like, whoever's, uh, down to film, film, maybe, like, how Scott Marceau did Angles, right, but as far as, like, an LFS4, like, I don't think it's happening, I think we had a good run, and, uh, it, it would, it would be more a burden, I think, to force everybody to come out and film, you know, than to just be like, yo, we did it. Right. Do you, do you yeah. feel like you would, do you feel like you still got gas in the tank? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I'm definitely slowing down a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. I wear a helmet now, and Ain't I don't know. I, I, I take, like, other aspects of my life more seriously. Like, yeah. like I was saying before, I used to ride, like, every Saturday, Sunday, twice during the week when I was younger, but now I'm older, I'm starting to, like, you know be serious about other aspects of my life like i bought a house yeah yeah i'm trying to like you know keep a good relationship with my girlfriend we fucking hang out all the time go out with our friends and spend a lot of time with each other's family and shit right i feel you on that man i'm uh we recently got a house and i recently got married and there's a lot of family shit that goes on and there's a lot of house shit that breaks you know you can't yeah you can't just like be like, yo, I'm, go- I'm leaving this Saturday. Like, you gotta, Plan you gotta let them know ahead of time. Yeah. Which I, you had, you just have to. And then on top of that, it's like you've been around the block enough that it's like, you're not desperate to ride when it's freezing out. You're not desperate to ride when it's hot as fuck out. So it's like, for me, it's like when the weather's just right. That's when I feel like riding the most. Like I'm just so stoked to go ride when I know it's like. I'm not going to sweat my face off and I'm not yep. going to freeze my balls off like either or anywhere yeah. between there I'm good 
I don't know. I have yet to experience it really because I've been going to the gym a lot and I fucking I got tennis elbow so bad right now. Really? Yeah. So I haven't ridden since filming my last clip for LFS three. Wow. So I've been feeling just like cruise some street spots and like go to a skate park and cruise and like I can't do it and it's like freaking me out. So I don't know what's in store yet because wow. I haven't really ridden. Because your elbow's like it hurts that bad or. Yeah, so, do you know what tennis elbow is? I'm familiar, I think. Yeah, basically, like, the, the tendons that connect your, your bone and your muscle, they get irritated, like, like right in here. Yeah. When you, when you overwork them, they get irritated, and they start to tear. So, what triggers it is when you're gripping, and when you're pulling. You're no rotating. fucking way. Which is, only every... what, which is only what you do on your bike. Right. So... Every time I go to Bunny Hopper Manual, it's like shooting pain up my forearm. Oh. And I've had it for like four months, and I don't know. I've been doing like at-home physical therapy. It's it's getting better, but I tried to go to uh, Sarahville the other day to like cruise around, and like I just can't do it. Damn. So, but I'm, I'm getting better, though. I'll be back soon. Right. But I just haven't like ridden enough to be like, oh, shit, am I going to film another part? Am I going to be a fucking skateboard guy you know make instagram edits i don't know i don't know what i want to do yet hey man anything as long as it makes you you happy you know like nothing not done though i I can't like ever stop riding you know how that is like at this point like you're in your mid-30s and you're still you're still not done like you'll you'll never be done no like my buddy angus he (laughs) my buddy angus he was born in year 2000 and the one time i had him on the podcast and he's like we were talking about this, that, and the other thing. And he's... I've watched him go from, like, barely knowing how to feeble to, like, completely better than me. But, like, during the podcast, he's like, Matt, and you're really in the BMX. And I was like, oh, man, you called me out. Like, I'm just some kind of, yeah. like, hanger-oner now, man. Oh, fuck. But it's all I know. I grew up. This is all I know. You know? Yeah, man. I hear that. Because, like... If I can go to the skate park and hit the the six key things that I that make me happy, I mean, oh, I wanted to, I could tell you this. Like, I want to ask you about buying the house because when we bought this house, I immediately put on like forty fucking pounds, like because everybody's bringing over beer as like a housewarming gift, and like that happens for like six months straight, and then you know I work from home on top of all that, so I'm not really getting out that much. On top of not riding that much, it was just like I just ballooned up. So yeah, I don't know what's happening, but um, I'm experiencing my dad gut phase. <laughs> it's like I'm like skinny fat, like everywhere else on my body, like I'm fine, but like bro, my like it's hit me in my gut, and I go to the gym a lot, but I'm like definitely not that that consistent. My diet hasn't been that good, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's another thing. I'm like, I'm like reading books about diet now because now I'm like, dude, I can't. I, I'm not gonna have no dad gut. There's no way. <laughs> right. So that's definitely happening. Yeah, I gained like ten pounds or something, but I've always been small, so like ten pounds is like no, kind of a lot. Right. I guess it kind of like looks but, like a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also, I also go out a lot. Like every weekend, like I'm going out with my friends and we're going to the Jersey Shore and we're getting fucking blasted. So that doesn't help <laughs> there. Right. Yeah. Damn. 
Well, shit. How was uh how was the reception to the the hard copy? Did you get guys sell a lot of DVDs? Yeah, we sold we sold a bunch at the premiere, sold a bunch online, and then uh, Empire took thirty, which was pretty sick. I was definitely Very stoked cool. on that. They were like immediately right away. They wanted thirty, and then uh, Mesiroll took some, Burke Street took some, and a couple of the local bike shops took some. So there's probably like two hundred DVDs out there right now. Is that like, like that. is that how many you ordered? Two hundred? No. So like each, every person in the crew got like anywhere from like five to twenty for themselves, and they sent them out to their friends. And then we probably sold like 200 in total between the store, the premiere, bike shops, shit like that. Wow. We just sent some to Central Library in, uh, in the UK. Yeah, I heard of that. You guys just like said, hey, we're sending you this or did they reach out or? No. So some kid commented on our Instagram. He's like, yo, are you guys going to have them at Central Library soon? And I, I didn't know what that was. I was like, what the fuck is that? So I looked it up and they had like only like tangible media from uh you know crews and shit so mm -hmm. i hit him up i'm like hey do you want to like stock some he's like yeah so i just sent him out that's awesome it seems like yeah. a prestigious place to be having your stuff at yeah i guess so i don't know yeah yeah there you go very dope well i hope to see more edits from you i hope your your tennis elbow goes away you know it's, fucking, it's the worst injury ever because i feel like i'm fine but i'm not as soon as i go to bunny hopper manual it's like nope like, I get, like, weird elbow pains, but it's nothing as gnarly as what you described. So I'm like, now I know for sure that I don't have what you were saying, so that's good. But. I did it at the gym. I was uh, I was doing, like, a shoulder day. Okay. I was locking my elbows. I was doing, like, some dumbbell weights like this. Oh. And I, I was being a bitch. I was doing weight that I couldn't handle. I was locking my elbows to hold the weight up, and uh -huh. all that just fucking tore up my tendons. Oh. and. I've been screwed ever since. So. Wow. I was being a bitch. I did hear that, like, locking your elbows and locking your knees when you're doing workouts isn't quite good for you. Nope, it's not. Definitely not. So. Well, that's good to know, man. It's very good to yeah. know. I'll be back, though. It's all right. Hell yeah, I hope so, man, because you got some fire going on in here. And uh, I still got some dream tricks I'm trying to fucking get, though, bro. Oh, shit, for real? Yeah, I'm trying to get a Smith half cab whip. Before I die. What? Yeah. Okay, back like a 180 Smith half cab. Yeah. Dude, I've gotten foot one foot on the pedal probably like 30 times. Really? Yeah. So. Oh, it's there then. I'm not that good at tail whips, so I don't know if I'll ever do it. We'll see. But mm. that's a dream trick. Damn. Well. And then. Yeah. What else? I don't know. A couple of a couple other things. I already have a list ready for the next video though, so <laughs> whatever, whatever video it is, I'm uh, I'm ready to go. Hell I can't yeah. stop, bro. Every time I watch videos and shit, I'm like, nah, bro. I gotta get back. Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah. You can have a house. You can have a girlfriend. You can go out on the weekends and still get clips. Yep. Just, yep. Uh, you know, pick and choose your battles. I'm sure. Mm hmm. I mean, it seems like you're pretty damn dialed to me. Like. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when I get back. Do you think it's a lot of like muscle memory, like, like just confidence and muscle memory that like gets you through a lot of stuff? Um, I don't know. So I went to Sayreville like two weeks ago, mm -hmm. three weeks ago, to try to like pump around the bowl, and it was like I didn't skip a beat. 
Like, I didn't feel like lagging my bike or anything. I just felt like limited because of my elbow, but I was like, damn. I could, I could, I could still definitely do whatever I could before. Right so. on. That's what's up. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to shoot the shit with me, man. We're like sitting at two, two hours and 40 some minutes. I know, dude. We talked about a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Fucking um, A. Definitely happy to have you on again whenever you feel like it, for sure. Um, yeah, if I got a next project going or something, bro, jump on here. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to do something for sure. I don't know. Awesome. Whether I'm just a rider or a rider and filmer or who knows. We'll right see. And uh, is there any more copies left of LFS3 that people can pick up? Yep. They can hit the, um, the LFS cartel, lfsbmx.bigcartel.com, or they can get an Empire, Mesurol, Burke Street, Extremes Bike Shop, or Central Library. And there's a digital download on SoundSurf as well. Very cool. And I saw that you are posting like uh, like reels, like little little snippets of people and shit. Is that you're creating those things too? Yeah, just like, you know, promotional purposes. It's so awesome. Like from the outside perspective, it's so refreshing to see somebody who's not like a big company taking the time to make everything consistent and then like, okay the video is out and we're still promoting it and this is how we're doing it nice nicely and tastefully you know what i mean oh cool thank you i feel like some i feel like sometimes they don't get a lot of fucking uh a lot of uh engagement so i, I appreciate that yeah i mean it's hard it's bro, because yeah yeah we all know how instagram works like <laughs> certain things uh you know you swipe down certain things will pop up certain things won't so i definitely get how it works but yeah it's it's nice to see somebody who's not you know you guys aren't paid to do this full time but you know it looks like it and to me that's just awesome like from the outside thank you but, we all appreciate that definitely cool man uh, after that. yeah thanks again for taking the time out of your day to do this is there any uh, any questions you have for me or anything else that we didn't uh, touch on um what was your favorite section and favorite clip? Dude, I might have to get back to you on that. I, I legitimately watched it and thought the whole thing was fire. So nice. I'm going to have to get back to you and let you know for sure. Because I only watched it once and then I watched Chocolate Truck 2. So I watched the Motobunka crossover DVD. I watched mm -hmm. AMPM Keep the Change. Then oh, I watched so good. LFS3. And then after that, I watched Chocolate Truck 2. So now my brain is just like jumbled, and it's all yeah, yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. It's all sick stuff. So I, I wanted to give it a rewatch right before the pod, but time this didn't allow it. So I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna give it another watch and let you know for sure. All right, respect, respect. Yeah. Because I remember really liking your section for sure. Because cool. I remember seeing some backwards pedal stuff and some very fine-tuned things, you know. But uh. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate that. Well, yeah, thank you for inviting me on here. Um, this was fun. We're fucking three hours in, dude. So definitely covered a lot, and we're we definitely like bike riding this much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that, man. man. Yeah. You. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, you have a good night, and uh, I'll reach out to you soon with uh, something for you to listen to. 
Cool. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. No problem. Take care. Alright, man. Peace. See ya. Some must be sniffing glue. He said he fucking with home. Please pass the broom and vacuum your cashews. Go check your own videos. You'll always be number two. My cousin got hit with a stretch, got up and stretched Told the judge to rub it on his chest and bless I finessed the paper up, bunny, till my tummy pop out I might pull a drop out I might be bumping the locks of Carly Simon reclining Rappers got hymen, all I hear is whining They see that I'm winning and they start sounding like they Mario Winans They crying From LA with love, your helmet get touched Your budget probably got the bus cut, huh, bruh? It's kind of cheese, you can't touch much Call it gout, you ain't go this route and found resolving doubt My confidence is on a thou Like I'm on stage with my meat out Shitting in Philippe Chow Get lost, homie, go kick a freestyle You won't leave your town, gagged and bound You local prime apple vocals It all across the globe in photos, I resemble Quetzalcoatl I smoke you, you all toast Not the boast to brag Without a rap bag, I'd have the skag Stacked high as Greg goes to tag So make sure you let a promoter know that Before any inquiries come in you get hit left miserably critically bent shit i mean if your bitch hadn't memorized the veins on my dick then we might have been friends but probably not Cocinando, Jose get locked up, then I call Alejandro rápido. He get locked up, then we calling up Fernando. Also, shout out all the Mexicanos. You seen they brought up El Chapo. Trump trying to build up a wall, no worries at all. Los pájaros siguen volando, lo compro barato. Potato, potato, tomato. Don't talk to marranos, you might sleep with pescados. I just copped a pescado. This shit is easy. They got me feeling like Stevie the way I play the piano. They just hablando. I'm squeezing like oranges if you report and sounding informative. Names ringing out your teeth. The way they be singing, we should have called these motherfuckers to do the choruses. You fraudulent, the cubic zirconia, whole style soft as Nickelodeon. Holy shit, I gave them water the first time around. Next time around, it's the petroleum. This shit is propane, only connects, know my code name. Working my wrist until the coupe needed some Rogaine. Don't fuck with no lames, that's not my preference. I only know legends. Who was selling tamales outside of their accurate legends? Business conducted from seven to seven. You a peasant who wasn't present. I never sold no butt outside of 7 Eleven. I just been holding that stairway to heaven while I was dancing tango with the devil. Watching my people get high off of pebbles. God has shown favor. Everybody listening now know that I'm special. Iceberg sweatsuit. New balance, the best shoe. My socks extra fresh too. You can't get a bitch to stand next to you. Nah, we ain't respecting you.